Hey, who cares, bro? I'm, la, 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 la. I'm just gonna look at you. This is my room's a mess. Oh man, ladies and gentlemen, we're back in the messy room. As always, it's your boy Vic, and I'm chilling with my boy Jason. What's good, bro? What's good? My guy. And today, ladies and gentlemen, it's 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 a great day. It it's is a great, great day. day. We're back in the messy room again, bro. Just talking. We're back bro. in the messy room. We're talking. I feel like it's been a grip since we made Goat. an episode, bro. Goat Newton. Goat oh, Newton. There you go, bro. Yo, you feel you me? Go. Messy room right here, One and ladies and bro. gentlemen. One, One and oh. Oh. One and oh. You know who Tampa knows? Owen. Owen won. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, chill, bro. Chill, bro. Chill. Bro. Ah, chill, chill, chill. Can't disrespect chill, my boy Tom like that. Tom is still the, the goat. Yeah, still bro. My dad, don't disrespect. Don't disrespect. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. We have an amazing guest for you. Oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen, I can rave about this dude forever. This man is a fucking beast, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. This man is fucking awesome. Yo. He's, he's a photographer, bro. He's a filmmaker. He's he makes, a videographer. He's he's a beast. This he's man studying beast. anthropology, bro, with some crazy Yo, shit. I didn't so even he, know anthropology was, bro, when I when he first. I was like, what? What is anthropology, bro? I never even heard of that shit. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, great friend to the podcast. He honestly, honestly, he helped us out, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, for real. He he made our season two premiere teaser trailer, ladies and gentlemen. He started the wave that we've been on. And he's yes, a sir. beast, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm proud and I'm honored to introduce my guy, Juan Eraldo. Woohoo! My guy, what's going on, brother? Pleasure, boys. Yo, thank you for All right, guys, been too long, bro. We told you we are going to have you on, bro. I know, dude. I know. I'm excited. I, didn't, I was waiting for the day to come, bro. I was here. Yeah, was bro. Here. Hey, bro, we're here, bro. Yo, you can see. I'm telling you, you can see the difference, bro. We're wearing sweaters out here in fucking New England, bro. This man's in Cali, and he's fucking wearing, wearing a tank top, bro. Sun's out, guns out, bro. <laughs> How you doing, bro? I'm good, bro. Yo, I'm chilling, dude. No, How's quarantine over there? It's the same, or is it stricter? How uh, is it in Cali, bro? Uh, it's honestly a lot more strict. Everything's still pretty much closed. You guys honestly had a lot more freedom over in Boston. Really, oh, really. Bro, um, that's crazy. Yeah, just because, like, they opened up too early, and then shit got bad. And oh, yeah, yeah. Lot, that, so so they're on, like, a second lockdown? Yeah, like, a second lockdown. But um, okay. I mean, it's all good. It matter anyways. That's I mean, why Joe Rogan <laughs> moved out, and he's in Texas now, bro. Yeah, yeah. I that's see, I seen him on the podcast the other day. Yeah, is that yo, bro? So let's dive into it, bro. You're bro, you're known for your your skills, bro. Your filmmaking, photography, videography, bro. What got you even thinking about doing that, bro? As your career, bro. Well, truth truth be told, bro. Um, I've been filmmaking since I was a kid. I always loved. I uh, like my older brother used to do uh, motocross. Okay. Uh, I used to love going to the track with him. I used to record him. I used to just have a little GoPro, record on my phone, and just put the videos together. Just put little clips for him. Um. Even even when I was really honestly, you know what really what it was YouTube. When YouTube came out when I was like eight years old, yeah, and YouTube videos. And I was like, damn, yo, I wanna, I wanna be one of these cats. They're, they're, I wanna be one of these cats. <laughs> they're, they're chilling. They're just making funny videos. So I started off with that, and then from from there on in, that's really where the filmmaking portion of it took off. But truth be told, photography wise, I really only started maybe like seven months ago. Okay. Yeah, you got some fire photo shoots, bro. Like, I, I, the, the, the angles and the lights, bro. I can see, and you even pay attention to that, sh like the, 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 
contrast between shit. It makes it look fire, bro. And the artsiness of it, bro. Like you have a pic on your IG um, where it's like black and white and half of it's black, half of it's like color. And it's, it's it, bro, it's just, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful depiction of the woman in the picture, bro. Like it's crazy. It's fire, bro. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. Yeah, what I'm, honestly, what it was with photography that really, um, like, got me towards it was I, I did filmmaking for so long, and then I realized that I can apply the same ideas that you do for filmmaking, such as composition, uh, highlighting, shadows, um, uh, the emotion that you create in, in film, the, the story plot, you know, the action. You can put all that into a photo. You're just compressing it. Yeah. So that's really what the appeal came to me. It's like the, like the way I like to compare. It's like it's like poetry. You know, when okay. You read, when you read a novel, for example, you know, it's it's a long book telling a, telling a story. But when it comes to poetry, you can tell the same story. You can evoke the same emotion. You can have the same characters. You can have the same plot, but you just compress it in a minimum amount of words. And that's the same thing with photography. Feel me? Mm. With my photography, at least. I really like to almost make it seem like it's a scene out of a film. It's just a still of it, mm. you know? And that's me, beautiful, I, bro. Thank you. And that's what, that's, that's kind of like my artistic approach to it. That's when, whenever I do photograph or whenever I have a model to work with, that's usually where I try to put together. I don't want to just, cause I've seen, like, I know a lot of photographers and not, not to talk bad on anybody, but I've seen a lot of people who claim the title, you know, photographer, but in all reality, all you do is just, you know, you put someone in front of you, you, put the camera in front of them and you click and shoot and you call it a day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People make money off that. Don't get me wrong. You know, and I can't knock the hustle. People make a killing doing that and all power to them, you know, but me, it's, it's more in an artistic thing. You know, you, you, you want to get creative with it. You want to tell a story. And the most important to me is like evoking emotion. You know, you're getting, mm. getting the person looking at the photo to feel something, you know, you want them. I want them to feel, you know, sadness. You want them to feel love or jealousy something you know you get them to see which is that's what film does you know and that's yeah. why i want my photographs to do. so that's really how i i went about it and i mean yo like six seven months later so far so good bro so i can't complain yeah it's definitely bro it's definitely you're you're booming bro i'm telling you man yo like because we got right i got recommended to you bro uh anthony vega bro he's my cousin he was like yo he's like you gotta hit up my boy juan bro he's a fucking related yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't see the resemblance? We're like twins, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got the guns and everything like him, bro. <laughs> oh, man, six-pack and everything. Nah, nah. Yeah, he was like, yo. Because uh, we were like, yo, we were, you know, Ant's, Ant's my, that's my best friend, bro. And that's my cousin, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I, so I call him for everything. And I was like, yo, I really want to do a trailer, this and that, bro. And then Ant was like, yo, you got to hit up my boy Juan, bro. He's a beast, bro. He showed me, like, this video you guys did together where he's, like, running an exercise. And I was like, this is the guy, bro. I told Jason, and I was like, this is the guy, bro. And honestly, what came into my head is, is exactly what was filmed, bro. And I can never appreciate you more, bro. You, you started what we love to do more and more every day, bro. You know what I'm saying? Happy to hear that, bro. Nah, the video, the trailer came out dope. I'm really happy how it came out, the final product. And y'all, the, the, the work that you guys put in the end as well, that... That's like the icing on the cake, dude. It came out great. I'm, I'm happy you guys liked it a lot. Yeah, not. I like, dude, you, you were nice with the angles and shit, and, like, we were choosing all the spots, like, where to go. It was mad fun. The, 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 the way we even made the, I kind of, let's look, the, the story's pretty funny, bro. Like, we were like, yo, let's, let's do this video. And we had the idea. <laughs> we were like, yo, we're just going to start running and make it, like, where the fuck are these dudes going, bro? Like, yeah. where are these guys going? They're just running, bro. 
So we were like, then we were thinking, yo, fire spots in the background. We did the Tobin Bridge, bro. The fucking, what was it? Skyline by Boston. The, the Skyline by Boston. Oh, yeah, 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 bro. There was some fire spots, some some shit that made, like, like mean stuff to us. Like, I went to John's Pizza where I used to work. We went to Chelsea <laughs> High, bro. Like, it, it was just a, we were just driving around all day, taking videos in front of us running around, bro. Vic tripped, like, five times, bro. Chill, chill. Yo, nah, ladies and gentlemen, no bullshit. Like, yo. I was tired. I had to do those takes like 10 times, bro. And we're running yeah, full bro. speed, hauling ass. Yeah, bro. I'm not going to lie. Yo, bro, that shit was tough, bro. That shit was tough. Yo, so I got a question. So, like, all right, um, because your, your, your photos are so, like, artsy, bro, and so, like, you're trying to depict that story, right? Whether what you're trying to convey an emotion within your, your, your photos, right? What, like, what, do you not take, like, like, if someone calls you, like, hey, I just want to, like, model on this Acura or something? Like, I want to model on this, like, truck. Like, can, like, can you just take the pictures for me? Like, will you not do those? Or, like... Um, like, I will, for sure. You know what I mean? That, like, it's something that I've, like, pondered myself um, when I really started, like, getting more... Like, more people hitting me up. Yeah. Um, and, like, I'll do it. Mostly, you know, I got I make a living out of it at, at times. So, you know, I make a decent amount of money when it comes to someone just wants me for my photography. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'll do it for them. I'll charge them. Um, just like anybody charges for service. Um, but it's, I guess, it's ne not necessarily what I would prefer to work on. If I had an option, I would rather do something that, like, create something that, I, that I'm envisioning and I put together myself. Mm. And I, with those, I do, obviously, like, I, I invest in myself. I, I, I get the models myself, the models that I think would fit the look that I want to put together. And I create those, you know, if it does cost me money, I pay for that out of pocket. But I have more, I have way more fun doing that, you know what I mean? Than, than doing like a shoot for somebody, which again, I'll do it gladly, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a service, you know what I mean? If you're yeah. paying money at the end of the day, of the day sure, I'll do it. But it's it's definitely, uh, and there's, there's other stuff I'd rather put my time towards. Yeah, no, nah, I could I could definitely tell because you have like a website with your portfolio and shit and like all the names that you use are all like trying to send I believe message. it's called JuanHurado.com, ladies and gentlemen. JuanEJurado.com. Juan 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 bro. bro, sorry, sorry, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Juan, Juan e Jurado, bro, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, and he got some fire pictures, bro. It's like the like he got once upon a time in Paris, bro. I, I assume it wasn't in Paris, bro. It was just some flowers and shit. But like, I get what you're trying to do. You're trying to like portray like a scene, like, you know. A story, bro. A yeah. story. And even the, and then you put the title on it and then you're like, oh, I, I understand what he's trying to say. With it, lo the, it looks with like, the... like, it looks like you're, oh, I got it. Your, your, your pictures, bro, look like screenshots from movies, bro. I think that's what you said, but. Yeah, I think, that is yeah, what yeah, you yeah. said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yes. oh, that's what it is, bro. <laughs> I'm glad you see that, bro. No, honestly, like, 100%. That's really what I try to put together. Because, I don't know, man. It's, it's like, um, like for example, I'm a, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of literature. I love to read a lot. You know, I spend most of my, I spend most of my day reading, especially now that I'm in graduate school. Like, seven days out of the week, I'm at home six days just reading nonstop all day. And um, so, like, ever since I was a kid, I really got into, like, stories. Into, not even just fantasy stories, but... Just, just reading about people, reading about different places in the world, about different times in history, just different scenarios. And I'm like, different characters in it. And I, I wish I could live in these different moments, you know, different times, different areas. But obviously, I'm one and I'm constricted to the reality of my, of my surroundings. Yeah, so yeah. I'm limited. I'm limited, you know what I mean? So yeah. with photography and film, it's a way for me to escape that. You know what I mean? And, 
and through literature, through, through reading. All these different creative outlets are ways for me to escape the confines in which I find myself in, which, you know, I'm not in a bad situation. I'm not, but just, you know, why wouldn't someone want to go escape or do something escape, different? You know I mean? Yeah. Escape, see not, something else. You know, it's like when you it's like when you read like a book about fantasy or some shit like that you're like do like it's something crazy you, you live in the think, world like, bro like dragons and shit and sh like you're just like all right this is, i get to live here and i could be the character that you are yeah that's just fire yeah but i think that's the beauty of books bro is that like when you're reading you you pretty much you like i don't i don't want to say you become a character in the book but like you basically like live in the book bro you know what i'm saying you live in that world like, I always bring up the example of Harry Potter because that's what I'm reading, bro. You read Harry Potter, bro, you're living in Hogwarts, bro. You know what I mean? You're in the wizard world. Bro. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, that's what books do. Like, you dive into the mind and, and the just the atmosphere of that world, bro. And See, and that's what, I, that's what I always tell people. Like, uh, like all my, like, you, you can ask all my buddies back at home. I try to get everybody to read. No one, uh, obviously, it's a lot harder. It's hard, bro. It's you can't, hard. You can't, you can't tell people to read, bro. You just, It'll come to them or it doesn't, bro. I exactly. And that's something, that, that's something that I've come to realize. But the reason, like the main reason I push for people to start reading more in general is because you can, you're limited to the experiences that you live in your life. You feel me? You're only one person. Yeah. You know? There's only so many things you can experience. There's only so many places you can go to. But if you read, and, you know, I, preferably I, I say nonfiction, you know, read, read autobiographies, read biographies, yeah. because through these books, you, you experience the life of someone else, you feel me? You now have the opportunity to learn from someone else's mistakes, to learn from someone else's accomplishments. You learn from what other people have been through because these are real people in real world scenarios going through real shit. So you read about these people and to me, that's always, that's always the way I took it. You know, Now I can learn from these individuals, mistakes, accomplishments, and I can take what what fruits were given to him in his life and I can apply that in my own life. That's why, that's why I love to read and that's why I've read so many books and that's why I feel I'm an individual who I consider myself an intellectual, you know what I mean? Because yeah. of that. But that's the only reason, you feel me? So that's not to say it's anything special. Anybody can do it and anybody can achieve, again, that stage of intellect. But they just need to be able to put themselves out there and actually put the effort in to, yeah. to study, you know, to learn from these other people. You're limited to what you got. You're limited to what you got. That's true, bro. I, ne I never thought of it like that, bro. I, I, I definitely thought like, you know, I, I, so like when I was younger, right, I was that kid. Oh, why do I got to read? Right. Oh, you know what I mean? And as I grew older, I was like, yo, I, you know, I started diving into the reading because it was like I had a question. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this? Or why is this happening? And then you go into the rabbit hole and then you start reading. You know what I mean? That's what got me into reading because I always had a fucking question or I wanted to know more. Right. Like, mm -hmm. uh, for example, I don't know history class. The, oh, the magic bullet theory is the is the is the reason why JFK died, and that's the official story. What the fuck? You know what I mean? That shit pisses you off. Like, what are you saying? So then you want to do your research, and then you start reading and reading and reading, and then it just became like a habit. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is fun. You know what I mean? It was out of curiosity, and I feel like I feel like the I feel like I don't know the way re like reading like is brought up to you when you grow up. I feel like. It's like a job, bro, and people don't want to do that job, if that makes sense. I don't know. I don't no, know. No, very, very much so, bro. And that's, that's a big issue. That's something that I'm, I'm very passionate about in the sense where we live in a, in a society that's created an education system that first and foremost is a Eurocentric education system. It promotes ideas of 
pretty much this European world where the European man was the savior, you know, came to America, you know, brought us civilization, brought us democracy, brought us capitalism, you know, it fucking helped everybody. Obviously that's not the truth, but that's what, that's what we're taught. And on top of that, the education system doesn't really promote free thinking. It doesn't promote, and it doesn't help individuals learn to think for themselves. What it does is just, it creates people to regurgitate information. You take in, you take in, you take in, and then you're supposed to repeat, repeat, and repeat it back. But again, that desensitizes kids to learning, very much so. That's how I was, I hated it. I fucking sucked in high school. When I graduated- yeah, everyone says, bro. When I graduated high school, I had, um, I had a 1.9 GPA. Yeah. I had a 1.3, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's bad. That's bad. I had a 1.3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything below a 2.0, you got to purposefully try to fuck up. Yeah. Like, nah, I mean, yeah, bro. I wasn't going to class. I was sleeping, bro. That's, that's why. For a two, if, to get a 2.0, you just got to show up and do half of the work. And you'll get yeah. a 2.0. But I didn't even have that. I, I was very dismotivated when I was in high school. I only, when, I, when I went into college, I only got into one school. I got to LaSalle University. I, but I only got accepted into one. I applied to like 10 different schools, every single fucking school in nine, every school. I only got into one. But once I got into college and when I had that freedom to really choose what I wanted to study, that's when I started reading. I started reading like freshman year of college. That's what really drove me into now the track that I'm in today where I'm at, I'm at USC, University of Southern California. I'm getting my master's. I'll be getting my PhD in a few years. And that's really what put me on track. You know what I mean? Congrats, bro. Congrats. Yo, clap it up for this, Yo, man. For real, bro. I'm proud honest, of you, bro. bro. I'm proud of you, bro, for that. For, for... That's awesome, bro. Yo, what are you I, saying, Jay? I had a similar story. I have a similar story to I mean, I, I wasn't getting a 1.9 GPA. I was I got, I was like a B, stu B student or A student sometimes. Like if I, it's because I was just good at science and shit. So I just took science classes. But like, I only got into one school because I didn't even give a fuck. I, I was just like, fuck, I don't want to go to college and shit like that. But once I did get into college is when I finally realized, bro, I got a fucking brain, bro. I have to use this shit so that I can, you know, give back to the world and like understand my world by itself too. And that's why, similar to you, is why I continue to read. I like that. It's kind of why I started reading and also why I continue to read because I just like, I keep learning. Like you were saying earlier that, um, you like to read nonfiction, like autobiographies and shit like that. Bro, that's exactly what I, bro, I've read. Specifically, I just really like science, so I, I stay in the science field. But, like, I, I've, like, read about, I've read about Einstein, bro. I've read about Tesla. I've read about, um, like, uh, Max Planck. And all these dudes that are just, like, they just think, bro. Um, the early 1900s, and you were saying also, like, bro, you want to live in that age? That's how I be, bro. I just want to be there, and I, like, invest and like think and now seeing how they think i learn how to think too and i'm just like bro this shit that's what, is. It is, bro. that's what it is you can pick you can pick at a dead man's mind you know through their through their books through the memories that they left behind bro. to me that's 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 like fucking gold bro that you're you're finding gold i mean that's something it's like that kind of knowledge is like finding a well in the desert you feel me in a desert where it, in this in this scenario, take the desert for our society. You feel me? Damn, it's a dry, bro. barren That's land. Deep. But they're not giving you what you need. You feel me? They don't give you what you need to survive. You find a well. That's a well of knowledge that you come across yourself. And that well, that's what's going to give you that knowledge. When you find when you when you find a book, a good book like that, man, that's what really that's what keeps you going. You feel me? 
And that's what keeps you surviving. That's what keeps you going, dude. Yo, that's that, we're clipping that one. That For was real. gold, bro. That, that <laughs> shit was fucking gold, bro. Like, yo, you should be a writer. I can't. This is what, like, I, I feel like I got all these thoughts. And I know what, like, I know what I'd be like, yo, I feel, that's a crazy ass thought, bro. Like, but I just can't say it in words that make it hit, like, like you, what you just did right there, bro. I, I honestly, I do. I, I do like to write a lot. I'm, uh, I've been working on a book for the past few years. Um, uh, My guy, bro. Like I mentioned earlier, I like poetry a lot. I've been yeah. working on, on a poetry book. Um, hopefully, I'll get, I'm sending it, I'm doing, um, what do you call it? I, I finished it up, but I'm doing some, re some reviews. I'm sending it to people, get some feedback on so hopefully, um, who knows what the future holds, but you never know. Maybe. Yo, that's, bro, that's cool as shit. Bro, when it comes out, bro, definitely, bro, let us know, bro. I'll Come back it. on the podcast, bro. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that for ass, sure. Bro. Slide thrash side through, bro. Not like, definitely, bro, I, I definitely want to talk to you, like, like once this is over, because, bro, uh, I really want to get it. I, like, I've been wanting to get into writing. That's why I've been reading, like, Harry Potter. I ordered the Narnia books. You know what I mean? I want to really uh, write a story. I want to write storytelling, bro. Right. And I have a few in my head and I, I've written some like, you know, rough, rough, rough drafts of like stories. I just really want to put out in the world. Just like some creative stuff that I think it like just needs to be out in the world. Like I'm just I feel like I'm wasting my mind. You know what I mean? <laughs> if I don't fucking put it out in the world. And I, I really want to just talk to you. We'll talk after, bro. You know what I mean? But ah, definitely, that, bro. bro. Yo, seek that 100 percent, 150 percent. bro. And here's the issue that we were just talking about before. What happens is that with our education system, it doesn't promote children to want to learn because what what they keep telling you like if you get through this middle school you get through high school if you get through college you know you you're supposed to do it because it's going to give you some sort of stability it's going to give you some sort of livelihood you know what i mean that's why we do it that's why kids so many kids go to college you know even though they don't want to and then they go to college not really knowing what they want to do and they're just fucking throwing money out the window you know going to these really expensive schools getting balls deep in debt and then they just come out still not even knowing what they want to do. The reason is because you're not, you're not guiding these kids to want to chase education and, and, and chase freedom of the mind. That's what education brings. You see, if you, if you, if you study history, say, for example, um, the Dark Ages in Europe, okay. when, when, um, when Rome fell and then uh, Western Europe and then Western Europe lost all connection, with, all connection with Rome, it fell into the Dark Ages. And when that ended up happening, people lost... The, the knowledge of, of um, oh, what the fuck you call it? agriculture. People oh, okay, okay. Forgot, people forgot how to grow food. People forgot how to grow, people forgot how to create buildings, architecture. People have lost their language. People lost the ability to read. People lost the ability to write. And then people were controlled, then the masses were controlled by the church. That's when, that's when the church really came to power. And mm. now they're blindly followed by, they're, they're blind, they're, they're being blindly led by this power and it's not leading them in the right direction. That's exactly the same situation we find ourselves in now. Why? Because people just aren't knowledgeable. They can't think for themselves. So they have to have someone else think for them. And that's the exact same situation we find ourselves in today. Yeah, I but agree. people had the ability and had the, the, like the fire, you know, the passion to want to go learn mm. and we wouldn't have that issue. But why, but then why, why would the system in power want kids like that? You don't want kids who, who want to go out there and learn because then they're going to, you know, know too much, and you they're know? gonna, yeah, yeah. That, I'm 50 with that though. But I mean, I don't know. I think, I think that's like how all leaders lead, bro. In this world that we live, you know what I mean? They, like, I feel like. So let me explain, right? I feel like any conqueror, bro, in in history, bro, is is gonna want their people to be ignorant, bro, and and 
uh, one way or another. So, for example, I'm Puerto Rican, right? You know, but like Puerto Rican history, bro, is all right. It's, you know, it's conquered and conquered and conquered and it gets conquered again. Right. So 400. So 400 years of being conquered and owned by Spain. Right. We were colonized by Spain. Right. And then um, Spanish American War happens and United States ends up, ends up winning Puerto Rico from Spain. Uh, as you know, the United States, they like no, they, it was illegal to speak Spanish when Puerto Ricans were speaking Spanish for 400 years. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then they enforced English on them. And then it's a new language. They've been speaking 400 years, one language. They, they became illiterate. They became, you know, in quotation marks, like dumb. You know what I'm saying? And then that's what made them like ignorant to they like they were called, you know, illiterate. They were called, you know, savages. They were called dumb Puerto Ricans because we didn't like, you know what I'm saying? Because that yeah. we were colonized. It's not our fault. And then we were colonized again by a different country who speaks a different language than that country that, you know, owns us now, wants us to speak this language in our schools and in our in our whole society. And if we spoke Spanish in this time, we would be arrested and thrown in jail because it was illegal. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, uh, any any colonizer would want their people to be ignorant. Of course, it makes them easy to control by all means. So if if you're in the power position, Yes, you want you want to you want a dumb population. That way, they'll take whatever you throw at them, and they'll just all right. Well, I can't read or write for myself. I really can't think for myself. Yeah, this guy's helping me out. You know what I'm saying? This guy sounds like he knows what he's doing. Sure, I'll listen to this guy. Obviously, you feel me? But again, then, well, that's a colonizer. That's not necessarily a leader. Yeah, that's so that's mean, what I was gonna say, bro. But in history, we don't have the true leaders. We yeah. all we have is a history of colonialization. But I feel like, I feel yeah, like, nah, yo, cause I feel, bro. I also feel like good leaders have short histories, bro. What do you, MLK, bro? That's cause, bro. God. All right. All right. That's, those killed are certain them, circumstances. Yeah. That's cause some, there are JFK, they killed him. Robert you, Kennedy, you know what I'm saying? Malcolm X, bro. That's just in the 60s, bro. Like, I mean, yeah. The, the, the thing is, bro, that I think that the people, you know, they, they want ignorant people. Is because they're trying to control them to do whatever the fuck they want. But the real, like you were saying, that they're not real leaders. They're just colonizers. It's just the real leaders will be the people that understand and un- like, yo, free thinkers are actually what you really want. So I really think it's that ignorant, the people that are want ignorant followers are also ignorant themselves. So like they're ignorant leaders, bro. They don't understand what they really are. Cause free thinkers are all like, bro, like for example, us three right here, I, I could, we could consider ourselves free thinkers. We're thinking right now in the circumstances of, of what people and society, how it works, right? That's a free thinker. So we have the opportunity to, to do whatever the fuck we want. Oh fuck. I lost my train of thought. Hold up. All right, all right. So, so if you become a free thinker, you understand the different perspectives from people. You know what I mean? Like, I, I as a free thinker, I can put myself in your place. I can put myself in anybody else's place instead of just trying to be in my own world and build my own stuff, right? And when you do that, you build a world that's better for everybody instead of just for yourself. Because those ignorant, if you're ignorant leader like that has ignorant followers, you just build what you want, build what you want, build what you want. As free thinkers, when everybody can think by themselves we just promote each other in the positiveness of being able to think freely. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm a hundred percent on board with you. I'm a hundred, a hundred percent on board with that ideology. But then 
the thing that opposes that, what comes in and contradicts it is, I guess, for back a little, lack of a better word, reality. You know, how, that's, it's a very utopian idea to think that, you know, that they'll come around this great leader that would allow everybody to think for themselves, you know, that will allow everybody to, to, to create a life for themselves. It's, it's a very utopian thought. How, how, how true, you know, will it really happen in our lifetime, in our children's lifetimes, in our grandchildren's lifetime? I don't know. That's, that's the real question. You feel me? When, when will we finally be free from oppression? When will we have finally that? Now a lot of people would argue and say, you know, we live in America. America is a free state. America, you know, this America's great, the home of the free, home of the brave, whatever the case may be. And they're not entirely wrong, no. But when you break down into the backbones of the structure of our society, there is no free thought. You feel me? We're taught, we're, we're, we're giving only the few tools that we need to survive because they don't want us dead. You know, we're used to them. We provide, we provide, we make this economy grow. We provide, we provide stability in this country. You feel me? That's you and me as Latinos. That's, that's white people. That's black people. That's the poor, the rich. Well, the, yeah. Or in the middle class, we provide a foundation. Feel me? So they don't want us gone, but they need us dumb, dumb enough to listen to whatever they tell us, but they don't want us smart enough to really realize we're being used. Yeah. They 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 find that right in between point where we're so stupid enough to think and do whatever they tell us. You feel me? And, and feel like we're not actually doing it. Feel that. like we're not. That's the key. That's the key point. We're dumb enough to do what they say. But we really honestly think we got freedom, but we don't. That's just, it's, it's, it's all an illusion, but shit, man, that's a whole deep conversation to get in. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it really is. I think it's just time because free thinkers, I think breed new free thinkers. You know what I mean? When, if I, if I, if somebody can like, like notice what the fuck's happening around them and okay. see, oh shit. Like, yo, I'm being controlled and I'm being put in places and in situations just because of certain circumstances, then they, they'll be able to tell that to other people. Be like, yo, did you notice like this thing? Like, isn't that kind of weird, bro? And then they'd be like, oh, that is kind of weird, bro. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. See, no you would bullshit. Hope it would work like that. You would hope you would hope it would work like that. But then they come in, especially now in the 21st century, there's there's so many again, like distractions, you know, you have, you have TV, you have internet, you have sports, you have, you have all these things that really are made to just distract the mass population and keep them entertained. You know, be like, yo, these people are annoying as hell, you know? Okay. Let me give you a perfect example, right? You put, you put the top one percenters. Yeah. Put them at the dining table. They're all at the dining table. They're eating, having this huge fucking buffet, bro. They got everything up the ass. They got whatever they want to eat on this table. Yeah, yeah. the world, 99%. We're, at, we're like dogs. We're, we're crawling at their knees. You know, give us, give us, give us a bite. Give us a bite. You know, we're barking, we're barking, we're barking. And what are they going to do? Feel me? They want us to shut up. They want us to shut up. And we're trying to enjoy our meal. So what they do, they throw a bone. Yeah, here's a bone. Pick at it for a few years. Shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Mm. They do that. They constantly do that. That's, that's how history repeats itself. It's, it's the same people at the top. And once we want, take for example, most of the revolutions that happened in the twenty in the twentieth twentieth century and twenty first century. You had the Vietnamese Revolution, you had the Russian Revolution, you had the Chinese Communist Revolution, um, you had a lot of you had the Cuban Revolution. You got yeah, all these yeah. revolutions that came about, but it's this, and it's the same scenario that almost pretty much plays out every single time. You have the top one percenters; they come in, and they see these people 
crawling and barking. We want some freedom. We want some democracy. We want laws. We want representation. You know, so what do they do? Ah, fine, fine. Okay, I'm gonna get you guys to shut up. Here's a bone. Here's here's the ability to vote. Here's the right to vote. Here's the right to own homes. You know, take for example here in America when they gave when they gave African Americans when they gave everybody the ability to vote. You know, here it was just a bone they tossed us. I mean, there's no real liberty from that. There's no real freedom. Nothing. It's just they need you to shut up. And they'll keep that bone will keep you busy for a few more years until something else comes up. And that's something else. Exactly what's up. happening right now, bro. But it's it's just it, another bone. It's because it feels like a win. That's why. Bro. Yeah. Like you get win. comfortable. It's like finally our work has paid it's, off. It's because it feels it feels like a win, but you don't realize that win is so small yeah. in the legit goal that it's you're just the battle, to bro. To be honest, it's just a battle, bro. Yeah, bro. you're nowhere near. You're nowhere near. There is no fucking room on that table for you. They, the last thing they'll do is give you a seat on their table. I think what you got to do is build your own fucking table, bro. Build your own table and, and put it with people that you like. Put your people on, bro. And you when you find out, it's just you got to work by their rules. It's, it's always going to be you by got, their that, rules. But it's weird. Yeah, because, ah, man, I don't think it's literally, always. It'll be like think, that. Like, say, I'm like, All right, I know I can, I can make my money in this way, whatever. I'll make my money. I'll teach my friends and my family how to make their money the same way. Well, I'll get rich, and then we can live however the fuck we want to. We, we'll be one percenters, right? But... Hmm. Then we're just, but we had to play by their rules to get there in the first place. So we're still trying to be at their table no matter what. I mean, I, you gotta you gotta play the game to own it, bro. That's that. That's the key right there. How are you gonna? You can't cheat at a game you don't understand. You gotta understand the rules of the game first. You gotta understand what, what the playmakers are, how it all works. Once you do, then you can cheat your way around the board and you can make. You can make your own rules, bro. Once you, yeah. Now that's true. That's true. And I thought this is something I've contemplated a lot throughout my years. You know, it's like okay. How do you, quote unquote, make your own table, or how do you take everybody off that table and put okay. yourself on there? You know what I mean? There's a bunch of different ways to go about it. But funny enough, which is why I go back to how important books are. You know I mean? I've been reading this book for the past three months. It's called Ruska. You know, is it Ruska? Ruska. Ruska. Okay, Ruska. It's a thick book. It's a thick book. You're almost done too. I can't read thick books, bro. A thousand pages, bro. I'm on. I only got like 50 pages left. I should be done tomorrow. But it's a book. It talks about the the history of Russia. It covers 1,800 years of Russia, right? And now it takes me like three months to read this book. Really interesting. Really well put together. Real quick, real quick. What the fuck made you want to read this book, bro? Why not, bro? (laughs) Nah, nah, nah. It gotta be a reason. I'll tell you why. I think I love books so much. I think books find me. You feel me? I don't find books. Books find me. I mean, I found this book. I was on a road trip three months ago across the West Coast, right? Okay. Uh, I, was, I traveled through like maybe 12, 13 different states with my buddies. We were like four, four weeks living out of a van, right? One random morning, six in the morning in Montana, in a small town, 600 population Montana. I came six in the morning. I come into this gas station. I was a little hungover from the night before. I'm, I'm fucked up, bro. I'm like, yo, I need some water. I'm like, ah. I'm talking to him. I'm like, can I get some water? And then yeah. I just found this little book on the counter. I was like, yo, whose book is that? She goes, I don't know. You can have it. I was like, all right, say no more. I took that book with <laughs> free me. Book, free free book. And it, yo, it's, it's, it's changed my mind. And I'll tell you, it, it changed my life for one quote. You know, it gave me one quote in this whole book. I took one thing from it. A thousand pages for one thing. A thousand pages. Nah, nah, that's that's the beauty of life, bro. You gotta go through the trials just to get that one lesson out. It's just that one lesson. As long as you take one thing from a book, it's a good book and it's time well spent. But here's the thing that I learned from it. 
It said, man will never be free as long as he is enslaved by his desires. And that's okay. what keeps us down. It's not, it's, okay. not, it's, it's not a man that keeps us down. It's our desires. It's the idea of wealth, the idea of, of, of private property, the idea that I can own something. That's why the world is in the fucking shit show that it is right now. That's why our ecosystem is collapsing because people think they can own land. People think they can own trees. People think they can fucking... You know, man will never be free so long as he is enslaved by his desires. So even if we're enslaved by other men, that 1%, that 1% is a slave himself to his yes, desires. Yes, sir, bro. In this appetite. You, you, know, you know how- you know, Bro, finally somebody said it, bro. You think rich people are happy, bro? They're, no, they have bro. billions billions of dollars, bro. But they, they gotta keep that. They keep at that. It's gluttonous, bro. They're never full. They keep at it, they keep at it, they keep at it. And their greed and their envy and their power, that, that kills them on the inside. And obviously it kills everybody else. Because we want to be that. And because we want to be that, they're, they're there, but they just, there's so much turmoil that comes from, the, from our clinging to desires that nobody fucking wins. Nobody wins. Yeah. That's the thing I took from that book. That's fucking crazy, bro. Yo, I mean, that is a whole different conversation, another different conversation that we can talk about because I, I like, I've thought about that shit too, bro. It's like, yo, all right, I can get rich, bro. And then, like, that, that's just, like, I feel like there's the, the, everybody's talking about that shit. Yo, I want to get rich. I want to get rich. I want to do this. I want to do that, bro. I want to be this, blah, 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 blah. How I can want, we do this to make I want, I want, I want. It's always I want, bro. Like, but the problem is, what do you really want? That's what your flesh wants, bro. That's what you're, you're like, yo, I get to live these 80, whatever, 85 years on this planet, bro. I want to do this, this, and that there. But then you think, like, yo, what is the true purpose of why I'm here, bro? And you slow down, bro. You realize all that shit. Like, yo, those dudes at the top are just, they're, like I said, bro, ignorant followers. The people at the top, whoever's following them are most likely they're ignorant themselves because they think and they have the power over these people. So they're like, yo, I'm the shit, but it's just games, bro. It's games, bro. It's, it's, a, it's a tablet in front of your face. Same shit, bro. It's just something right there to make you feel all tough inside. But then you go... And you think that's why, like thinking about like a life after death and like your morals and philosophy and all that shit is is way. It's like, bro, it's humbling at the, at the, as fuck in as fuck, and you just like get like sad and angry and pissed because I'm just looking at the world and I'm like, bro, why are you guys doing that, bro? Like, why? Like, like, why are you building that table, bro? Why did we all build houses? Why did we do all this fucking shit? Like, truly, why? We're just like bored or something bro like we're just doing this shit bro and i'm like and then you just like think all right that's just my body because i can interact with this world i think about that shit i can do you know i write on this piece of paper bro boom oh i could do that shit i'm a fucking human damn bro but then you think and you slow down and you just get into your brain and you feel your dreams bro when you wake up in the morning and you just like you're like bro that was a whole different world that wasn't me that was something else bro like that's the essence of what this life truly is, bro. And that's when, like, that, I really think that the true life that we're supposed to be doing is chilling like this, bro. There you Just go. fucking sitting there thinking, bro. That's what we're supposed to be doing and unlocking the keys that we got in our brains, bro. You know, it's beautiful you said that. You want to know something? Aristotle said that the happiest man is a man who lives a life of contemplation. A man who lives a life of contemplation is the happiest man. And I truly believe that. You know why? 
so I, I read a book on Aristotelian philosophy and what he was talking about was pretty much that we are so miserable with our lives, like anguish and misery, it comes to us because man has one great foe. We have one foe and that foe is just misfortune. 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 I thought it was myself, bro. No, 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 bro. Misfortune. It's just time. You know I me, mean? time, time brings fortune. Time brings misfortune. It's, there's a non-duality in existence. A lot of people don't comprehend. Some people call it yin and yang, but it's, it's yeah. a non-duality. It means that everything's part of the same whole. You can't have good without bad. You know I me. Mean? It's all part of the same essence. It's two sides of the same coin. Okay. Two sides of the same coin. Once good comes, you can have you can have five years of good luck. Everything's going your way. Everything's going your way. Everything's going your way. Next thing you know, bad luck comes your way. Mm. That's just the reality of life. There's nothing you can do about that. That is not a single fucking thing that you can do to prevent bad luck. Because that's okay. just the way. That's just the way the cards are dealt. That's just the way the dice is rolled. You feel okay. me? So, so, what, so what do you say to like? Oh, could, yeah. Uh, finish what you were saying. Uh, so, so the thought I had. So, when in Aristotelian philosophy, he talks about how. Our greatest enemy is just that. It's just simple misfortune. Feel me? No one ever plans to uh, to break up with their girl. Feel me? No one ever plans for to them to lose all their money. No one plans for their car to get stolen. No one plans for them to get beat up. All these things that causes pain and misery. No one plans for it. You know, we don't ever plan to get hurt. It just happens. This is the reality of life. But and because of this, we open ourselves to misfortune. Say for example, money. Money okay. is something that, that we that we cling ourselves to. We want money. We want monetary wealth. We want that car. We want that house. But tomorrow, in the blink of an eye, that can all be gone. Tomorrow, the economy can collapse. And there's no such thing as money anymore. Yeah, for sure. There's no value to it. There's no value to it whatsoever. Money now, what do you faith, do? Bro. And now, what are you going to do? You're an individual who put all your value and all your all your love into these monetary things, and now it's gone. So, what are you going to do? Now you're miserable. You feel me? You so feel now, lost, bro. Now you're lost. Now you're miserable. So, Aristotle unless you've been preparing for that shit already, unless you've been preparing for it, and that's what we have to do. So Aristotle says that in order to, to to really live a happy life and to find happiness, you need a you need to find a purpose. And every single individual living thing in this world has a purpose. Now, in order for that purpose to be found, you need to have certain situations. Um, you need to have the certain um, like a perfect scenario around you, pretty much. So not everybody ever finds their purpose because first and foremost all the basic necessities of life need to be met you need to have you know shelter you need to have food you need to have protection and you need to have peace of mind you know? once all these things are met then you're able to solely dedicate yourself to finding that purpose and once that purpose is found then it's up to you to hone it to make it yours to make it a skill to make it something that's better than a part of you you know I mean? and once you do that once you do that on in whatever that may be, may, you might be an artist, you might be a painter, you might be a musician, whatever that may be, as long as you found that, as long as you hone in and become a master of it, so much that now you become a source of that knowledge. Again, it's like the scenario I made up earlier with the desert and the well. You now become that well in the desert. People come to you for that knowledge. You're now a source of that. Now, because you're a source of that, it is a lot less likely, it's not impossible, but it's a lot less likely for misfortune to take that away from you because it's a part of you. You know what I mean? Now when misfortune comes and rolls around, takes away your house, takes away your kids, takes away your car, you still got that left because that was embedded in you. So in order for them to take that away, they got to take you away. But when that day comes, which you will, then you, you know, then you're fucked. <laughs> but till then, that's a part of you. 
feel me? And that's what's gonna bring you happiness. But you gotta, you gotta find that. No one ever wants to. People, again, there's a lot of reasons why people don't. You know, again, uh, the perfect scenario needs to be set up. And sadly so, a lot of people don't have a good life in the sense where they don't have steady income, they don't have a steady home, they don't have a good home life. They don't, you know, maybe their families are alcoholic, maybe there's thousands of things you know, that can sexual. Yeah. There's, a million, uh, there's a million one things you know, that disrupt that that balance that's needed in order to find this. And it's very unfortunate, you feel me? But for those lucky few who do have that stability and do have the time to dedicate to themselves and to finding that, that purpose, then you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to hone it and make it yours. And once you do, then my friend, you will find true happiness. Mm. Did you that's- tell, why didn't you tell me I was gonna be part of a story, bro? That was like a, like, that shit was fucking crazy, bro. This man took that full circle. I know, wild. bro. That was crazy. Bro, bro. I, I don't know if you know. I just started tearing up, bro. That shit was fucking. I was like, <laughs> I feel like I was literally put like like into a story, bro. And they were like, yo, we're going to we're going to open up people's minds real quick in a podcast. Boom. Put these three people together, bro. <laughs> I'm trying bro, to tell people, bro. That shit was a roller coaster right there. You get, this all, you get all this knowledge from books, man. You yeah, it's it's true. exactly, bro. Because like what you said is stuff that I've thought about, like, but I can never put into words. You know what I mean? So when you put it into words, I was just like, bro. Yeah, I connected I with what you were it, saying. Bro. It's bro. like, yo, I know, I know, I've thought about that shit. It's like, and it's all from my experiences as well. I get that shit from just you know thinking, bro. I I read something and I think about how it could apply to my life, bro. And then boom, and then I think, and then I add it up. All right, this is a thing. Boom, and then even a TV show, movies, bro, anything, bro, something that something, bro, a picture on Juan Jurado's freaking Instagram, bro. Yo, okay, and then I think about it somehow, some little bit, and then I add it to the tally, bro, and then that whole tally eventually makes that this perspective that we're fucking talking about right now, bro. All those, all that shit adds up to what the fuck just happened right there, bro. That shit was. That's power, bro. It gives you peace of mind. It gives you. It it, it makes you think, and again, this is. This is a concept. I consider myself a free thinker and all of this are consequences of free thinking. I'll tell you, I'll be straight up with you, bro. I've never been happy in my life, you know, and I could say that and I could say that not as a sense of like bragging, you feel me, but I've, you know, I've been through my, my fair share of turmoil and through my tribulations, my trials, such as everybody has, you feel me? Everybody has shit that they've gone through in their life. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I find myself in today, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for it. I have, I have a lot of good things coming my way, you know, and I feel like I wouldn't appreciate it as much as I do if I didn't have the ability to really think for myself. You feel me? Because I, I, like, for example, like when I was in my undergrad, when I was in college, I knew a bunch of kids who come from like wealthy white families who like, they were being completely taken care of while they're in college. They had no bills, nothing to worry about. Yeah. And I never experienced that. Even when I was in my undergrad, I, I was commuting to school. I still lived at home. I worked every single day. You feel me? I, that, that, was, that was never a, a thought to me. But I realized a lot of these kids took that shit for granted. And it was very, it was, it was like, it was very sad to see that. And now that I find myself in the shoes that they were in, where my school's paying for my living, you feel me? I'm, I'm, I have that stability. I don't have anything to worry about at the moment. Like, I, I'm so grateful for that, you feel me? But I wouldn't be as grateful as I am if I didn't have the ability to think for myself. You feel me? I feel like I would be like one of those kids, one of those rich white kids who just like, yeah, this is normal. You know, my parents pay for all this, you know? I, you know what I mean? But yeah, I don't know. Like it's the ability to think for myself. It's it's the knowledge that I've gathered that that 
you know, so what that humbleness, you feel me? It really gives you a sense of humbleness. Yeah, and that's what brings you back down to the earth. Realize like you're in shit. You know I mean? You're 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 worth as much as the grass is outside your lawn. You know I mean? It's all it's all the same. Mm-hmm. And it, I have knowledge to thank for that. And that's what it brings me. It brings you a peace of mind. Where people are too people believe they're special. People think that humans are special. We're not, bro. We're just a, we're just as much as part of this earth as that tree outside in your backyard. Yeah. We, we aren't special, but th- that, that constant, you know, that crime that we, that pedestal that we put ourselves on, that's what causes so much turmoil in the world. That's why the 1% is the way they are. That's why there's so much war, there's so much famine, because people believe that they can have control over another. People believe they can have control over mother nature. You feel me? Oh, that, it makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. Mm. This yeah. is a man that can see the whole universe right here, bro. I know, bro. Cause I know, bro. Bro, opening it up. I, I, I don't just, know. I, just, I don't even know where to go next, bro. Nah, <laughs> I just think I just think what gets me, bro, is about happiness, right? Is is the peace of mind. That's what gets me. Because when I think, all right, my happiness. This, I know what I want. I want what Jason's talking about. The where you're just sitting like that and you have nothing in your head that makes you have to distract yourself from what you truly want to think about, right? You have what, whatever you want to do, whether it be, you know, reading a book, watch, whatever you want to do. I, I, that's what gets me, bro, is I, because I live in this reality, bro, and I'm in, I, you know, I'm in the, whatever, the class that I'm in, bro, I have to think a certain way sometimes. And I, I'm led to think this way when I want to freely think however the fuck I want. So let me give you an example, right? Let me give you an example. Like, I could think whatever the fuck I want, right? But then there's a part of me that goes, Okay, listen, I got to I got to work or else I'm, you know, I'm not going to have stuff, bro, for myself. I have to do this to help my mom out. I have to do certain things like that distracts myself from, yo, I want to write a book, bro. I want to fucking I don't know. I want to learn how to create music, bro, and and bring that into the world. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like I feel like there's not enough time in this world to like I don't know, bro. I, I don't know. Oh, no, no, you see, I feel you. And then that's exactly what, what Aristotle talks about. He says the misfortune you're talking about. The misfortune. About. You feel me? Unfortunately, so not everybody has that perfect scenario where their basic necessities of life are met. But that's why so many people never really find happiness because so many people are busy chasing and putting value towards other things. People are busy chasing a job or a, a career that they're not really passionate about, brings them no happiness, but they believe they'll bring them some sort of, of money, you know, and then, then some sort of stability. Or people are too busy chasing this woman who maybe they believe is the love of their life, but in the end ends up breaking their heart. You know, we're just pulled apart in so many directions, you know, mm. but sadly, so, so many people just don't have that stability to really find within themselves that purpose. Now in a utopian society, like we spoke on earlier, yes, you know, people's basic size will be met. Everybody will have three meals on their plate every single day. Everybody will have a roof over their head. There would be no homeless. Everybody would have medical treatment. I mean, these are, again, these are very idealistic ideas, very utopian ideas, but if they were put into place some, somehow, some way, then everybody would then have the ability to find their purpose. And if everybody found their purpose, everybody would be happy. If everybody was happy, there'd be no more war, there'd be no, no more strife, no more, no more of the shit that we see in our world today. But you truly, think people, you truly think people could be happy 
No, sir. Like, no, fully sir. with while having a neighbor. I feel like there's always going to be envy and jealousy and things like that. So, for example, what I mean by the neighbor is, like, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm happy. I'm chilling. All of a sudden, someone builds a house in front of me. It's slightly bigger than mine. What the fuck? Why is this house bigger than mine? You know what I'm saying? There's, like... It's like you want more. Those are the human traits we can't get rid of, bro. Yeah, like, and it's not, it's not even, it doesn't even, like, you, we even have that instilled in us, even when we're, we, we, we're, or we're all love, you know what I'm saying? Like, for example, uh, I don't know, J- I don't know, Jason fucking, uh, I gave this example before in the past, bro, right? Jason goes to the gym and he starts racking up weight, weight that I've never racked up before. I'm going to look at him and be like, oh, shit, dude. This dude's putting in work. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do that too because I'm gonna want th- what he wants too. You know what I'm saying? And I, I love this dude, bro. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm hating on him. I just I'm like trying to compete with him for no reason, bro. I mean, the competition thing is one is one. You got to be able to separate, you know, because sometimes it's just lust. Like, all right, somebody's got a bigger house than you. That's just materialistic shit. In the gym, you're getting that pump up. That's for your positive health in your body. That's a whole different story. It's a whole different ballpark. But, but I isn't, think, it, isn't it the same thinking, bro? I mean, it's the same. Yeah, similar thought process. You're like, this person's better than me. I got, you know, and then... I got to boost myself up? To, I guess it's just comparing yourself to somebody else. That it'll always, As long as there's other people, you're going to do that. So uh, unless you want to just be one person per every, like, 100 million square miles where they can't find another person, it's not going to be possible. No, I'm not saying that because I don't think human. This is nothing. I don't think humans could live without each other, bro. Yeah, no, for sure, because then you go crazy. Yeah. That's the problem. It's never going to be 100% happiness. It's got to be cycles. Well, I think something cool is, is, is like, that, that I remember how, how I thought about this, but he said something about time. And then I, I got the idea, bro. Time is like our prisoner, bro. Right? We live here, right? And we're just going through life by force. And we're put here by that. Like, we're going to be put here for however long time that we're going to be here. That time is our prisoner to what we can do, you know? We could do whatever the fuck we want in that time, though. But it's our prisoner with the in the fact that we got to keep going. I got to if I wake up tomorrow, that's more time I have to do. I have to go another day, bro. You know, and then I go back to sleep. And then if I wake up another day, that's more time I got to keep going. It's like our prisoner to keep going forward. Right. And if we have to keep going forward, there's always a chance where you're going to be happy and then you're going to be sad because there's no way you can be sad without knowing that you were once happy. There's no way that you were once happy without knowing you were once sad. You know what I mean? So it's like, no oh, matter what, you, you got to go through the cycle. You have to be able to compare something to the yeah, other. You to have to sure compare. Because if, if, if everything's positive, happy, happy, like 100%, like if there's like values to it, you go like 100% happy, right? That 100% happy has got to be all that time. How are you going to be able to tell the difference between if you're happy right now and not happy tomorrow? Like You just don't know. You're just living your life. But we get feelings and get to go up and down. So that gives you the sense I'm happy, I'm sad. And because time is our prisoner, like you got to keep going, always, always keep going through your days. You're going to be sad and you're going to be happy. So that's just how life is. You see the thing with that? You're very true. That's very true. Like um, I read about it. Yeah, there, was a, there was a philosopher, like French philosopher in like 15th century. His name was Maltese. He talked about, he pretty much came up with this idea that, um, so Maltes pretty much said that hardships that induces growth, because pretty much what he says, if you if you have a constant cycle of happiness, 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 
then there's really no need for one to advance. So what he says, things like, for example, natural disasters, things like, um, like disease, things like famine, all these things that come in and disrupt our human world, they come in for a reason, but we learn from them and then we advance and then we propel forward. So some can make the argument that things like war, things like famine, things like racism, you know, murder, all these things are needed to keep the population in check and then to keep us advancing. Because if you have, again, constant good, then there's no reason to change. But, but, but that's like, just an argument. I don't, I don't, do I agree with it? No. But it's just, it's an argument that a lot of people make. But that's like saying, like, the, the oppressed is better off being oppressed. That's what, you know what I mean? I, I 50-50, bro, because... It's more like the oppressed are better off for than the entirety of the population. Some people need to suffer for the rest of everybody to prosper. That's pretty much what it is. It's got to be that way, bro, because if everybody's equal, I feel like it's just going to be chilling, bro. Like, when I'm happy, bro, I'll just be like this. Just chilling, you know what here's I mean? And here's then where, like, my opinion would come in, what I believe. I agree 100%. I think that if we were all just just fucking chilling, like, like just, yo, outside on a nice lawn chair, you know, sick, sick, <laughs> fuck, if everybody was just doing that constantly, day in, day out, we would all be fucking perfect. There would be no issues to worry about. It would about. just be that. That's it. It would just be that, and there's nothing we'd be, wrong. We'd be animals, literally, bro. That's what cats do. Isn't that what, like, animals do? They just chill. You get a little food here and there. You know what I mean? You go That's hunt. You survive off the land as you're supposed to in moderation. Because everything, there, there's a middle ground for everything. Obviously, at the point we're at now, we're all the way on the right side. Where we're sucking the fucking life out of the entire earth. Yeah, but yeah. Moderation, there's a point where you can kill, you can hunt, you can grow, you can, agri you can have agriculture. But in modest amounts. Circle of way, life, Lion King, bro. We're way, exactly. We're way past that. But here's the issue. Here's the issue why I think we will never achieve that. Never. At least, at least in, in our lifetime, in our time being, because going back to what I said earlier, man will never be free so long as he is enslaved by his desires. And what I mean by that, we have the haves and we have the have-nots, right? We have the 1%, we have the 99%, you know what I mean? And this will always exist. It will always exist so long as man believes in the idea of private property. And by private property, I mean the idea that you can own something. The idea that I can own this piece of land, the idea that I can own I can own this human as a slave, the idea that I can own this piece of corn on the cob, you feel me? The idea of of something belonging to me, so long as that is predominant in our human existence, and we will never be happy because because of that, then that's what's going to breed jealousy. What's jealousy going to bring? Possible. Going to bring anger. <clears throat> that's going to bring war. It's going it, to it, it's it's a trickle effect. You feel me? Mm -hmm. so, so long as we think that we can own something, then man will never be happy and society will never be peaceful. It's impossible, bro. I think, I think it is possible. I, no. you know, How, I, bro? How? Look at yourself. I think if individuals... Yourself. Were, that's it. Yourself. You have a body. I own this. I own this. You can't take this from me. It's me. I can't. You can't tell. You can't but, come but I, my skin. And but I my can, bro. I can, take, I can take your life from you if I wanted to. All right. But then that's it. That's all you can. Then, then I won't even have anything to struggle about. I'm dead, you know. But as long as I'm alive and we're alive, I got my body. That's and then I, you're my personal space. Don't even touch me, bro. You know, there's people I can't even be touched. But that's not even. But, but yeah, I agree. I agree. But that's not. That's not private property. That's you. It's yourself. 
Uh, I think it's, it's kind of private property, is it not? And then you don't you start own yourself. Building, yeah, but right? you, you you do own yourself. Don't you? Do you not? I control my body. I you know I do. And then I just I grow my personal space into this world. You know that's just how I do it. I grow my personal space off of me, not off of other stuff. I grow it off of me. Like this chair is mine because it's coming off my body. This house see, is mine because it's go, where my chair is. is. Exactly. That's exactly what the issue is. So that chair is yours. And it is, you feel me? What if that chair was everybody's? Yeah, what bro. What if I wanted to sit on that chair? And you know, what if what if what if your mom wanted to sit on the chair? What if your brother wanted to sit on the chair? You know what I mean? Don't start yeah. crying, bro, because no one can sit on this fucking chair. I, I, this is not the chair, more, this is a different chair. It's, it's more it's more the idea of you know what? This is for everybody. Because everybody can have something from this. It's like having a farm, you feel me? Yeah, I could have all these corn on the cobs myself and I can store it. That's how the idea of, like, of wealth came about, when you have an excess. When, when we first started agriculture, when we first started growing, um, growing food, we now, for the first time in human history, had a surplus. When we had a surplus, we, had no, we no longer had the need to go out and hunt anymore because we could relax for a little bit. We had some food for some few days, you feel me? But from that, that's what came, then the evils of, of mankind came. And that's where we're at today where, you know, the it's, idea greed, of bro. it's greed, it's greed. You feel me? What if you had the mentality and as long and everybody else also had the same mentality where, you know what? Yeah. I grew that piece of corn. Uh, yeah. I grew this whole farm of corn and yeah, I could store it all for myself. I could, but what's that going to do? You know, my neighbor over there, his farm's not looking too good. I know he's got a family and I know his family's hungry. Why don't they come and have some of mine? I got all this extra. I mean, I put that work in. Yeah, I put that work in. I broke my back doing it. But you know what? I didn't do it for myself. I did it so everybody in my community can be happy. And if, we, if everybody had the mentality, then life would be, then I do believe we could find happiness. But Absolutely. that mentality would never be, that mentality would never grow in humans so long as we are enslaved by our desires. So long as we have the idea of private property, that I can own Man, something. my brain rolling. Nah. All right. Wait, wait, wait. I got a situation, Man. bro. All right, you have 10 underwear in your, in your, in your drawer, bro. I go into your crib because it's not your crib. It's everybody's crib. I walk into the crib and I go to the drawer where are the underwear and I just grab an underwear, bro, all of them. And then you go wake up in the morning and you go to the drawer and you go there and you open the drawer. There's no underwear and you got nothing. You're going to be tight. You're going to be like, what? I got no underwear. I would. I, and your, your scenario makes sense. Of course I'd be mad. You feel me? But if we're talking about a scenario in that world, you wouldn't do that to me. Because everybody thinks... Because it's in moderation, bro. It's at, in moderation. Then, but you only need one piece of underwear. If you came in and took one underwear for yourself, that's cool, man. By all means. I got nine more. Yeah, you wouldn't even come in and take ten. You'd be mo- you, you would have the mentality to think, all I'm, I'm just going to take what I need to survive. Here's my little underwear and I'll be on my way. Here's my tanguita and I'm going to go. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So then let's take it to the extreme. You have 10 underwear, but you have 11 people in the, in the community. One person is going to be without underwear. What about that one person? Are they not going to be tight? Mm, that's a good question. They're going to be like, yo, why the fuck do those 10 people get underwear and I don't? But then I guess you can say then the next you make day, You right, make an underwear out day, of those 10 underwear. Or, or or you'd be like, all right, today you don't get an underwear, but tomorrow you get an underwear and I won't get an underwear. Or we leave it up, or well, what I would do in that scenario, we will leave it up to again. We will leave it, we will leave it up to life to decide who gets the underwear. You, you, you draw sticks, you feel me? If that person doesn't get it, I think in that society, he'd be mentally capable enough to think, you know what? 
It was just misfortune. It was yeah, just my day. It was just my day not to get underwear. It is what it is. You feel me? But because that bad luck came, I know that at some point or another, good luck has to follow. Because there's only two sides to the same coin. Yeah. So as soon as bad comes, I'm sure good is right around the corner. Yeah. So maybe so tomorrow. So then it's just, it's just everybody got that has to have everybody that exact mindset. mindset. Now, how do you achieve that mindset? That's reading that's books. Not, that's the million dollar question. Reading I books. think, I think books. Yes, I think in particular people would have studied more East Asian philosophy. Like I, I'm a big student of Buddhism, Taoism, and um, Hinduism. And if you study a lot of these ideas, they promote again the idea of non-duality, where there is there is no separation of things. We are all part of the same whole. You know, and if people mm. were to believe that, if people were to believe that, you know, my body here is just, it's just a tank. I don't own my body. You know, I'm part, um, my body is all particles of the same universe. I come from the universe. This is everything here is all part of the same whole. I do not own that. I do not own this. I mean, we are all here to fend and feed out the same land. If you dive into it and you really learn and study that, you grow that mentality and you begin to think like that. But I mean, if we're going to get to study that, that's... I think I think we need to present it in the in a different way or present it in different ways, bro. We gotta present the idea of studying, bro, and reading or whatever you know what we're discussing in different ways, bro. Because like what Einstein's quote, I'm gonna botch this quote, bro. If you if you judge a a fucking fish on his ability to climb a tree, you know what I'm saying? Well, everyone's different. Then then that fish is gonna think he's stupid. But if you like, if you present the idea of studying, bro, and learning and Captivating ideas, you know what we're doing here. Just you know, open, open-ended ideology, bro. You know where you're not, you're not like in a box, bro. And you presented it in different kinds of ways for different ways of thinking for people. I think it would, we could get somewhere, or make some moves towards that that utopia we talk about. Yeah, I agree. I think we could. You feel me? I'm gonna let you guys in on a secret. Now, the government ain't listening on this conversation. Yeah. Probably are, bro. <laughs> Probably are, bro. <laughs> We're hacking the system <laughs> right now. Yeah, yo, right yo. yo. Right now. Ladies and gentlemen, be me. warned. We're, we're about to start lagging. No, <laughs> 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 uh, no. Nah, nah, but, but check it. No, in all seriousness, I have, I have this idea that I really want to implement. You know, hopefully when I get my PhD, I, I look to be a professor. I really want to be a, um, you know, be a college professor for a few years. But my real... My real passion, my real goal in life, like, I don't give a fuck about photography. I don't give a fuck about film, to be honest with you. Like, I just do that because it's fun. And it's a good way for me to get my creativity out. But I have one main goal in life. To me, it's to re-educate, it's to revamp and put into the system a whole new re-education uh, system. I want to completely obliterate, destroy the American education system. Because it's not doing anybody any good. It's only causing more turmoil. Oh, I want to create a new education system. Now, I have a friend of mine. I'm going to tell him to come listen to this podcast. His name is Kais. Very, Say very, less, bro. Very smart motherfucker. Very, oh my God, you guys got to talk to him. He is, um, he graduated from UMass Low, uh, top of his class in business. Like he started up his own company. Like he had million dollar investments. He's from Revere. Smartest business motherfucker I've ever met in my life. Me and him go back and forth because he's all about capitalism, free business, all this. But, and he, and he shuts my idea down a lot. But I'm telling you this, if we were to put together an education, um, a school, a curriculum, right? Picture it this way, a public school, right? And it's divided into regions. For example, Suffolk County in Massachusetts. Okay. Suffolk County would have one school particular to Suffolk County. It'd be like a K through 12 school, 
right? Mm-hmm. And every, every child in Suffolk County would go to this one school. Now it's huge. Think of it like a huge university campus. It's got facilities. It's got gymnasiums. It's got art buildings, science buildings. It's got everything that a kid could ever want. You know, and they all, they go, it's almost like a, what do you call those things? Like where kids go and live at school. What do they call those? Charter? Um, Charter. Like like boarding, 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 boarding. Maybe like a boarding school, right? Now all these kids go live here. And well, and now the curriculum is obviously the most important part. And what are we going to teach these kids? First of all, we're going to teach them philosophy. You're going to teach them how to think. You're going te- to teach them how people thought. You know I mean? Not, better yet, not how to think. I guess, yeah. How not to how think. to think. I mean, just the history of think, how to think. To think. You teach them to think. There you to go. think. Because yeah, yes. yeah, it's you not how to think. think. Only that person can make that decision. Yeah. You teach them to think. You know, I'm going to give you all this information. And you do with it as you please. Think, but think. You can think I'm an idiot. As a, if I'm a professor, you can think I'm an idiot. You can hate me by all means. But hey, you're thinking. And that's the most important part. You get that kid to think. Teach him about religion. You don't, you don't preach religion. You teach him about religion. You teach him about, um, about the Prophet Muhammad. Teach him how, how Islam came about. You teach him how Christianity came about. How, how Judaism came about. You teach him about the history of these things. Therefore, when someone, let's say they go home, let's say they have a racist parent who hates, who hates Muslims, like, ah, oh, you know, them towel heads, blah, blah, blah. They could be like, you know, you know what, mom, uh, I actually came to find out in school that you're completely wrong. I know the actual history of Islam. I know how it came about. I know the ideologies. I know what they think, um, what they preach. And come to find out, you were actually wrong the entire time. You know I mean? Why can you I just, think that? Because stop the ignorance. You stop the ignorance. You feel me? So you teach them about religion. You teach them about you teach them about language. You teach them how to speak different languages. We, we want people in the world to communicate. You feel me? You teach them about different languages. You teach them about science. You teach them about art. You teach them how to be creative, how to, how to, how to execute all that excess energy that kids have. You put, you, and you put that energy towards something, whether that be arts, whether that be a sport, anything. You, you need them to vent out that excess energy, right? You teach them that. You teach them literature. You teach them how to, you, 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 fucking just fill them with books, but you get them to want to learn to read. You don't force them to read, because then that's gonna pull kids away. You get them to why you should read, why it's beneficial for you to read. And I'm not gonna force you to read, but you'll eventually see why it's good for you to read. And then they'll want to read, and they'll keep on reading and reading and reading. And you, and, and you implement all these curriculums, you implement these ideas to establish an individual who would then come out of this education system as a free thinker, mm. as a free thinker. And if you install this sort of curriculum and this, edu- and this school and all over the country, you get rid of all the public schools because the issue with public schools is, I did a whole course on this. The issue with public schools is obviously funding is a very big issue where you have schools in low poverty income communities, for example, like Chelsea. You know, yeah. Chelsea's not a very, it's just a low income community. You know I mean? Now a lot of people, there's not a lot of property taxes. Most property taxes from the schools. Now there's no property taxes. A lot of the schools don't have the proper books. They don't have enough money to teach the kids. There's a low student to teacher ratio. There's a lot of issues going on with that. And now these kids are not getting a proper education. Now you compete them with someone living in Newton, for example, uh, in Newton where they got money up the ads, their school's got iPads, their school got computers. The kids got, there's like five, there's like 12 kids to a class teachers can focus on. They got after school curriculums. They have tutoring. They have all these excess things to then help these kids propel and become better. What do we have in low income communities? Nothing, you don't have none of that. You feel me? And also the most important part is the narrative that these schools teach. And this is something that a lot of people don't understand. 
it's a narrative. If you go to a school like Chelsea or Revere, you feel me, where it's mostly black individuals, color, uh, brown individuals, Asians, Latinos, whatever, you have minorities in these schools, then the school is a narrative. What, what they're teaching these kids is that, you know what? You guys can be great middle, middle class individuals. You guys will be a great office leader. You, you young lady, you'll be a great teacher one day. You young man, you'll, be, you're, you're, you'll run your own little office. You know, you, maybe you'll make your own business. You know, you, you, you tell them that there's a limit to how much you can do. You can, you can be good, but you can only be this good. You can only make mm. it right up here. Now you go to these schools like in Newton, where it's predominantly white kids, you feel me? And you go over there, they're telling them, yeah, yeah, you, you can be a politician. You can be a CEO. You can be a millionaire. You can be a billionaire. You can be the president. They, they, they set the bar real fucking high for these kids. And these kids believe that. And they honestly and truly believe that. And that's what propels them to keep going forward. It's called, it's called the labeling theory. It's a sociological theory that pretty much tells, it pretty much says that if you label an individual a certain, by a certain label. They're going to believe you, it? And you, and you keep telling them enough, enough. They're going to believe it. And they're going to start seeing that within themselves. So you're going to look in the mirror and they're going to see that label that you put on them. So you go to these schools like Chelsea Revere where we're labeling these kids as middle-class Americans. Like, yeah, you guys would be good construction workers. Urban, urban neighborhoods, bro. Exactly. And then- you live in the urban neighborhood is what I heard, bro. It limits how much kids can do, bro. And that's a huge fucking issue that nobody ever wants to talk about. And in my school, school of thought, that's what I'm going to call it. You're going to see it. You're going to see it all over America. Mark my words, bro. Give me like 40, 50 years, bro. You're going to see these schools all over America. And that's going to be international. I'm going to put these schools on an international level. That way, every single child in this world will have an education. No child will go without an education. And then, and then, and then, mark my words, what happens with that is now after a few generations of kids coming in and out of these schools. Change. Generations change. Because now these people come into the world. Now the kids coming into the world, you know, being politicians, making the rules, making the laws, making the government, all that, they're going to be free thinkers. They're going to be like, you know what the school taught me? That all this shit out here is fucked up. That makes no sense. And they're going to want to change it. Because you, you give people, you don't tell people that something's wrong. You don't tell them like, yeah, you know, because you, you go to a kid right now, you tell them, yeah, Trump's a terrible president. He's doing this and that. He's doing this and that. You know, you can, you can force it down their throat. Yeah. Will they believe you? Maybe. Feel me, but to really get to to really get into anybody's brain, you don't you don't tell them, you allow them to see it for themselves. So if you give all these kids this information and this knowledge, then they're gonna come out of that school, look around them, and they'll realize it for themselves. Like, wow, this place is fucked. Now let's fix it. And now and then and then change commences. Mm. Lot to think about, bro. Yeah, you got me thinking, bro. You got me thinking. I'm thinking bro. of a hundred things right now. I don't even know what to say first. That's what you gotta do, baby. It's That's it's what? really it's it's really the I've had the similar idea of we, we we me and Vic, bro. How many times have we said it, bro? Bro, every episode, every fucking episode. Education. We, dive, we start bro. we start diving into the mind, and then we we get to this point where we're, Jason starts speaking, I start speaking. We're snow, we're fucking, you know, we're cycling, we're cycling. We turn into one tornado, and we're like. Education is the education. Is the, answer, the education system needs to change. We need to tell kids they need to learn this. They need to learn that. And you said it too. So what the fuck does that mean? We have never talked about this same shit at the same time. You probably never heard us say it, but you said the same thing. What does that mean? I have no. And it makes food. fucking sense. That's what it means. It does make right. sense. But what else does it mean? That's what I'm trying to think of right now. What it does that mean? 
I wish we realized the youth of today is 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 more aware of these things. I, okay. And I do believe, you know, change has come. You know, people people our generation are definitely a lot more aware of the social issues that are going on, the environmental issues. For sure, we definitely are more quote unquote woke. You know what I mean? Mm. But we're not woke enough, though. Not enough, man. Because so, we so still, is that why we, we still, just keep trying to go to the next gen, like lesser, like younger, start them younger, keep starting them younger, and they'll get better. That's the uh, thing. You just got that. That's the key to everything. You got to start with with the youth. You got to teach them. You got to. That's that is. Gotta, yeah, because bro, the kids are gonna be the fucking. They're gonna be sleeping here, bro. They're gonna the, the shoes that you've laid down and the life that you've lived is gonna be fulfilled in your kids their kids and you it, and that's why like bro we talk about this generation shit where we're behind it's just that's just how it is bro like we have to and that that's why like we have to educate this and that's why there's still ignorance and bullshit bro like we can't even we can't even as people agree that we're fucking all human bro right we have to separate ourselves like that dude's different because he, he's darker skinned than me, bro. You know what I'm saying? That dude's different because he's from this fucking part of the world. We can't even agree that we're fucking human, bro. That's, you know what I mean? Like We, we just, like, and, and like the education, and that just comes with the education, bro. We're breaded, bro, to think that we're fucking different from everyone else, bro. You know, you think you need to re-educate the population. That is the key. And I think eventually, if, if, if my assumption is correct, and you re-educate these kids with the sort of you know ideas I just said, you know, and they come to realize for themselves that society is fucked and things need to be changed, I'm hoping again it's very it's very utopian that eventually the ideas of East Asian philosophy will kick in, and then eventually people just be like, dude, what's what's the point of all this? I don't need I don't need a big house if I have a roof over my head. That covers me and protects me from the rain and the wind. I'm good. I mean, I don't need a nice car. If I have four wheels and an engine that gets me from A to B, that's all I need. You know, these small, small little changes like that that eventually, 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 hopefully, will get people to the idea that you know what? Cut off the excess and let's live for a community. Let me live for my neighbor. Feel me? Because so long as no one in my community is starving. As long as nobody is is falling death to sickness, to, to famine, then we're all doing good. That to me, once once people believe that's the idea of wealth, oh, you're wealthy? Yeah, I'm wealthy. My community, we got no poor people. My community, we have no drug abuse. In my community, every child has an education. What about you? What about you? Do you, do you live in a nice house? No, I don't live in a nice house. I got a roof over my head, but everybody in my community is good. Everybody in my community got a roof over their head. That to me is wealth. Once that becomes the idea of value, then we're chilling. When would that happen? Who knows? Mm. Knows, bro. Uh, I thought we were supposed to be talking about cameras today. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'd rather talk about this, bro. Cause for real, bro, this is what I think. This is what I think, bro. Bro, me and Jason, bro, when we were in the beginning stages of this podcast. We were like, what are our goals? What do we want to do? Right? I was like, you know, we want to show ourselves as people, cause. Whenever Jason, you know, speaks to me, whether he's pissing me off, he's fucking making me die laughter, or he's, you know, gassing me up or whatever the fuck he's doing, roasting me, whatever he's doing, 
it's like, yo, that shit's entertaining. So we wanted to entertain people in some type of way. But we also were like, yo, we want to build a community of fucking thinkers. It's literally what Jason said. We want to build a community. Bar for bar. Yeah, bar for bar, bro. Um, You know what I mean? We wanted, and it was like, yo, we want to spread messages, bro. Spread, spread this, these, these thought experiments, bro. Spread it, bro. Spread it to the world, bro. And, bro, like, like, uh, like, what's wrong with it? Yeah, do what you want with it. Yeah, like trickle effects, right? We're chopping it up, bro. And I feel like I, I always, I, I, I feel like it's the optimism in me. I always feel like when I get into conversations like this, I feel like I've gotten a little step closer to that utopia, bro. Because I'm, I'm the big fan of the utopia, bro. I'm the hugest fan of the utopia, bro. Like Jason, J- Jason always has to. J- Jason always shuts me down, bro. But I'm Cause, always, cause I'm always the big believer. I think utopia. Believer. I think of all the fucking problems that we got. But like, I, but, but this, this is that's my argument. What it is, bro. This is my argument, bro. Is that, is that, all right. Because we are human, right? And we have the ability to change. We can eventually get to the utopia because we have the ability to realize our ignorance or realize our faults or realize our greed, realize our envy, realize our fucking lust, realize whatever the fuck we're, we're dealing with. And we're able to adapt and change. Same way, it's it's simple logic, bro. Same way that a fat dude can turn skinny, bro. Same way that uh, ignorant person can start reading books and become an intellectual, bro. Same way that, you know what I mean? Like, same way a person that can't swim can fucking swim. We can change and we can adapt, bro. That's what makes us different, bro. That's what makes us, like, able, even, even, in the conversation to go through the fucking utopia, bro. No, you're right. You're 100% right. And I do agree. That's why, again, I, I consider myself a very optimistic thinker. Well, you know what? Even though we are knee deep in shit right now, yeah. I think there is possibility for change and there's possibility for a good outcome because of that. Because we, we are, we're humans. Since the dawn of mankind, we adapt to our environment. We grow and, and we, we survive somehow, some way. So I think and I believe that eventually people will come to adapt and realize all the bad things that they are doing in life, all the damage they are doing to the environment, all the damage that they're doing to themselves, all the, all the people that are, are dead, poor, living in war-torn countries. Yeah. They realize this is, this is no longer, we're not surviving, we're not living anymore, we're just surviving. There is no life. We're just living to see tomorrow, feel me? Mm. That, that isn't the that isn't the human experience that we want. You feel me? The hum, humans. What makes humans so unique is our ability for pattern recognition. Pattern recognition, and I believe that humans will realize the pattern that we've constantly got ourselves into: the pattern of of peace, war, strife, hunger. This this this. Okay, back to peace. For a little while, more war, more greed, more lust more famine, more death, back to peace. It's a pattern that we constantly keep knocking ourselves into. I think, and I believe where eventually at one point or another, we're gonna be smart enough, but we're gonna realize that's just not gonna work anymore. It can't work anymore. We're gonna kill ourselves off next time. And I think we're pretty much almost at that point. I think we're at that point of mankind where, where we're almost there. And if almost. we don't kill ourselves, if we don't kill ourselves, bro, by, all, by 150%, I believe that the earth's gonna kill us off. You know why? It's just as much as we adapt, the earth adapts as well. And, and we've, we are, we're in infestation on the earth. So the earth eventually, if, it's, if it can't survive with us on it, it's going to take us out. 150% is going to take us out. 
So if we're an infestation like a virus, bro, viruses never go back to being good, bro. So is that is that the answer, bro? Is, yeah. is that the... if, if if that's what it has to be, bro, and humanity and mankind gets wiped out, that's that's the way the dice is rolled. There is you no, know what I mean? That's that's for you, bro. That's our fault, bro. That's honestly our fault, bro. This is not. If, isn't it? Isn't it because of our the, the design? Isn't it because of how we are built that we're like this? So how is that our fault? Because we have, like I said, we have the ability to change, and we just never did. Oh yeah, I guess we went. We, out of we, time. Oh, that's okay. So I was thinking, right? So we got problems, right? There's like we could say the thing that's stopping us from being in the utopia are problems, right? So yeah. if we have problems. To get rid of a problem, it takes time. Cause we gotta talk it out, and then eventually get to an agreement, and then we get to the problem solved, right? So to solve, to get to the utopia, we need to solve our problems, and to solve our problems, we need time, correct? Yes. Is yeah, time infinite? I could agree. Is time infinite? Possibly not. We could all get wiped off the earth. So clearly, either time. So then my next question is, if time is infinite. So time needs to be infinite for our to be for us to solve our problems. I guess not infinite. Uh, eventually, it'll get to an end point. We have so to have a good amount of time. We have to have a good amount of time, enough time to solve all the problems. But my next question is: Are problems not infinite as well? Because how do we know? How do we know that there's not infinite amount of problems? Like we just solve all these problems, and then there's just more problems. Again, and we no, solve no, all I, those, and then there's more. No, you're right. You're right. And then again, this goes back to what I said earlier. You feel me? Problems are just misfortune. You feel me? And yeah. fortune is always accompanied by fortune. Bad problems are always accompanied by solutions. Two sides to the same coin. So yeah, you know, maybe we'll never solve all the problems that come our way. You feel me? Maybe let's say we solve a utopia and we have a utopian society and everybody's living happy and dandy outside smoking a pipe on their lawn. You feel me? Really mm. Everybody's chilling. But then we have a new issue come up. What's the new issue? Let's say, let's say the soil went bad by, an infest, by a bug infestation in the soil. Now we have no food for a year and people start starving. It could happen. And that's a new problem that we see coming. It's just misfortune striking again. But just as humans do, we solve it. And it's, again, it's, it's nothing, nothing will ever be 100% soft. We'll never be to the point where, okay, now we have to do nothing. Okay. There's always going to be something to do. You feel me? But so long as that's something is then for again that communal sense where what i'm doing right now isn't to benefit me what i'm doing right now to solve this problem is to benefit everybody but but then all right so if we have like what jay said if we always have problems right then it's it's not a it's a, we know the problems are going to come right it's not a matter of oh we have problems and that you know we lost it's a matter of how we're resolving them and how we're how we go about fixing them, bro. How Not, we react to them, too. Yeah, how like, we react to them, right? It's the thought process of it, right? right. So, like, for example, uh, cancel culture, bro. That's how we're reacting to shit now. That like, shit's stupid, bro. Stupid as fuck, right? You know what I mean? But it's like, oh, this fucking person's, I don't know, Kanye West is canceled, bro. Uh, for blah blah blah, you know what I mean? And it's done. We don't even we don't even talk about it. We're not even discussing it. We're just we're just fucking up. Block done. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody, because I you still listen to Kanye, bro. Like uh, yeah. cancel country. Well, honestly, I haven't listened to Kanye in a little bit. Obviously, I'm upset with him. There's some stuff that was said. I don't know. I haven't done a lot of my research on him lately. You know, just some stuff he said got me upset. Haven't really been listening to Kanye. 
more listening to Kendrick. But that's besides the point, bro. But you it's know what I mean, though? Oh, Kendrick. Yeah, I love Kendrick, bro. But it, it, it's it's besides it's like you have it's okay. So we, we know there's gonna be problems. Like for example, like that misfortune that fucking uh I don't know. A typhoon is just going to come and fuck us all up for no reason, bro. You know what I mean? That's just natural shit, bro. That's the way it is. It, inst- you know, instead of reacting some type of way, we react in a in a different way. <laughs> I mean, I if know. a typhoon comes, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That was the can't. Then you can't predict, bro. You also can't predict the future, so. Yeah, no. By, by all means, you can't predict the future. And again, going back to East Asian philosophy, it talks about how you, you can have a plan for anything. Feel me, do you tomorrow? I can I can end this podcast right now. You feel me? Next thing you know, a meteorite crashes through my fucking window and I'm dead. And, yeah. And that I, I could have never seen that coming. You can never plan for it. the inconsistency of life. That's just the way it is. But it's just the fact that we all should accept. Feel me? Just like death. A lot of people are are scared of death. A lot of people are afraid of death. Mm. Why why be afraid of something that's inevitable? It's gonna come at one point or another. Mm. It's it's hundred and fifty percent sure it's gonna come. So why would you fear something that that is inevitable? That then you only live in that in that stage of fear. And it's the same thing with people are afraid of change. People are afraid of what might come tomorrow. Feel me? But tomorrow's inevitable. I, tomorrow's inevitable. You feel me? You never know what's gonna happen. But that's I think the ambiguity of it all, I think that's the beauty of it. You feel me? I think that's why you that's why you should embrace it cuz you just as just as likely as tomorrow I could wake up in the morning and be blind I wake up with no eyesight you feel me that can happen 100% that can happen that used to be but, one of my biggest fears bro <laughs> that ass bro no, losing your sight is your biggest fears yeah bro wake up and bro. I can't see shit bro no, bu- no bullshit bro I've I've bro, I've gotten like that's an idea that it, it doesn't even scare me. It used to scare me when I was younger because I had I have such horrible eyesight. Bro, me too. I don't I, I if I wake up blind tomorrow, I was like, it was bound to happen, bro. It was it dude, and that's and that's just the reality of life, you feel me? But but here's the beauty of it that a lot of people don't realize. Just as likely as it is for you to wake up tomorrow blind, it's just as likely it's just as likely that tomorrow you'll find the love of your life. You feel me? Again, it's that good and bad. It's a 50-50 chance every single time. Mm. So you could dwell on the 50% negativity of it. Man, damn, tomorrow I could wake up blind. Tomorrow I could wake up with no feeling in my legs. Tomorrow I could walk out my building and get hit by a car. You could think like that. Yeah, are you going to be happy? No. Or you could think, yeah, tomorrow I could wake up blind, but I could meet a fine-ass shorty <laughs> and still be my wife. Yeah. Yeah, I could wake up tomorrow, walk out my building and get hit by a car. Or I can get some great news, find out I got accepted into the school of my dreams. You feel me? It's a 50-50 chance every single time. And that's what I tell people. You got you to gotta, you gotta accept that. People yeah, I, I, I agree with what you're saying, bro. I agree with what you're saying, right? That, like, that, you, you know, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, essentially, right? But what I, what, you can plan for it, bro. Like, the same way, bro, the way we think about the economy, bro, right, is... We look at the trends that have happened in the market in the past, and we essentially predict what the fuck can happen in the future with trends and, and stuff. We can do that with life, bro. You could read the it's in the fucking books. It's in the history books. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. stuff that has happened in the world. Yeah. And we could use that to 
pre- kind of predict how the fuck our world's going to turn. Yeah, I mean, no, I, agree. I agree. Again, it's that, it's that ability of pattern recognition that humans are very unique, that we have so uniquely. We mm. can recognize patterns and we can then, you know, through statistics, assume what could possibly come next. It's always just a guess, though. It's, it's never... Always- because so you it, like you can say but, tomorrow I'm gonna do this this and that, but you never know, bro. But the probability is higher if yeah, you plan for it. Yeah, you can. You know what I mean? Probabilities like, left and right, bro. But the but once you want a higher, once you want a higher percentage of something happening in your favor, I I don't. What are you trying to say though? Like you you can plan as much as you want, but at the end of the day, you never can plan a hundred percent. Like there's okay, always. So if you want to go through the utopia, bro, wouldn't you instill things now? that will plan for that. You know what I'm saying? I see, I see where you're coming with, Vic. And I agree. I do agree. I think we have, again, then you could also bring into the conversation the idea of free will. Do we really have free will as human beings? You know what no, I mean? sir. <laughs> if, if, if everything's planned for us, you know, do we actually have that ability? Again, that's an entirely different argument. But I see where you're coming from, Vic, where even, even though we can't necessarily plan 100%, you could, we could try our best. We can do what we can with what we have available to us. And... And we can, we can see how it goes. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I 100% agree. And I think you, sh- I think we all should. Even though the stacks are 50-50, you can try your best, try to get those odds up a little better. But I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying I know, I know, I know tomorrow. I'm just saying, you know, I don't know. I'm saying like if it's like a little bit more planned or a little bit more dived into in the head, bro. You're thinking about it a little more. You could for sure. plan for something else, bro. I, I agree. I agree. I do. I do. I see where you're coming This is, man, this conversation, bro. This is fire, bro. This shit got me thinking, man. I, uh, I feel like uh, me, sometimes when I get to a point where I just like, I, you, you, I like, we've thought about a bunch of shit, right? And then now I have so many ideas backtracked in my brain. I can't make any new ones, bro. <laughs> That's good. I got too many thoughts in my head that are like on and going. Mm. All right. Then let, I got you. Let's dive into something that got me real interested, bro. Um, I don't want to get this wrong, bro. I'm going to go into my notes, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, it's rookie move. Don't do that. If you're hosting a podcast, don't get into the rookie moves of looking into your notes. Rookie uh, move is to announce that you're looking into your notes. <laughs> bro, that's the joke. You see, this is what we talked about. This man's always ruining the joke, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, this man is a party pooper. Yo, bro, so Juan, bro. To get back to you, bro, we talked about the world and this shit's crazy, bro. I'm probably going to watch this episode like 60,000 times. I'm not fucking joking. But, yo, you're making a master thesis film, bro. I de- bro, I definitely want you to dive into that, bro. I want... Let's dive into that, bro. It's, it's fucking fire, bro. Once you said it, bro, I was excited. <laughs> yeah, so um, so for my master's, I need to come up with a 30-minute documentary film on the topic of my choosing. And um, what, I, what I'm going with is I'm focusing on, on hip-hop. Now, Vic, I know you're a big fan of hip-hop yourself, bro. I also yeah, am, yeah, bro. Jason, Jason, too. Jason, Jason, too. Jason, uh, Jason, he I just came know. a little late, but he's, he's, he's here, bro. He's here, bro. He's nasty, bro. So both of y'all fans, and I love them. You feel me? And I think hip-hop is something that's very important, especially to our generation. Because yeah. so my, what, my, um, what my project focuses on is the history of hip-hop as it spawned in the 80s as not only an art form, but as a tool against oppression and against colonialization. You see, will, will you, if you study the roots of hip-hop, as it came over, it, it stems from South, um, from Sub-Saharan, Sub-Saharan African traditions of, okay. of storytelling, you feel me? Um, there, uh, I forgot what the, the name was, but pretty much in, in the villages in Sub-Saharan Africa, there'd be um, a, like a chief storyteller. 
and he would be the one in charge of educating the tribe on stories of the tribe's history, of their okay. past, of their of their trials, their wins, their losses, their language. You know, pretty much again, he's like a professor. He educates the tribe on these ideas, um, and it's all orally spoken. You know, there wasn't no written language at the time. And they spread all it. Spoken. Yes. So you just spread it like. Like like how we would gather, for example, like how we, if you gather for a feast, you know, we all come together, eat, enjoy. That's what they would do. They would come together, gather, and then learn from the oral storyteller. Makes now, this sense. tradition was then taken um, through the sub, through the African uh, Atlantic slave trade when uh, slaves were brought over to the New World. This tradition was taken with them, and then it was forged and it expanded and changed in the plantation. So now, in the plantation, the same idea came about. Because sadly so, a lot, of, a lot of the Africans lost their language. They lost their connection with their roots, with their culture, with their traditions. So there, there still was the ability of that oral speaking, oral narration that, that progressed in the plantation. And it helped people keep that, keep that connection to their home. You know what I mean? And they yeah. expanded. So in, in, the, in the plantations, they would sing. They were, they were, they were called, um, don't call me on them, but they were called like slave, slave blues. And it was pretty much like a, a type of music they would sing while they worked, just to make the time pass and make things better. You know what I mean? And then also they would they would be teaching themselves. You know, they would talk about the African home. Anyways, that that grew into what we call then blues, and then that okay. became rock and roll. That became soul music. That became and then what eventually was hip hop. I spawned in the '80s in New York. Now, if you study hip hop and where it came from, it came from. Um, how am I blinking? I'm not mm, give me a borough in New York. If you name it to me, I'll, I'll tell you. you guys Bronx, Bronx, Queens. Bronx, thank you. Nah, my big nose, big nose. It started up in the Bronx. Now, obviously, in the 70s and 80s, there was a lot of turmoil going on in New York, especially with with the um, with the crackdown on drugs, with the war on drugs, with the crackdown on with the crackdown on crack. Yeah. You know, a lot of the and a lot of the institutional racism that was going on in America, it just it was like a breeding ground for just turmoil in these communities. They were impoverished. They were drug infested. There was gang violence. There was, it was just, again, it was just an, like, like a breeding ground for it, like just, for just bad shit. And what came out of this was hip hop. It was, a, it was an ability for these young kids who had no voice, feel me? they had no education. They, they, I tell you that, they didn't have an education. They were given a poor education. So th through hip hop, they found a voice in which to tell the world, yo, I'm here. I exist. Like, like we need help. Like, look at us. No one, the world doesn't give a fuck about us. We're, we're, we're over here dying. And then that's what hip hop created for them. It was that voice. And then obviously as it grew and it expanded, you see a, a pattern that hip hop always found its home in these communities, in these impoverished communities, as it made its way to the West Coast. You know, obviously you have famous groups like NWA that came up in Compton. And people like Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. Yep. Is, is it coincidental that all these people come from, you know, not very good backgrounds? It's because hip hop is that foundation for that. You feel me? It gives people in that, in that shitty situation a voice. And then that, that grew internationally. And then that's what my project is gonna focus on, the international scope of it. How hip hop then came about in Puerto Rico, for example, and how it came about in my home country in Colombia. But it came about in the same exact way, in the boroughs, in the poor communities, where these kids needed to tell their story. They needed to say something, you know what I mean? 
And it was, it was, it was literally, literally and hypothetically a mic given to them in their hand. You know, here's my story. This is what I go through. This is what I deal with every single day outside when I walk out of my home. And it was that ability for them to do that. So I, so hip hop really became a tool against colonialization, against oppression, you know, find a way to make it out of that. Um, so yeah, that's really what the projects we're going to be focusing on, uh, the whole history of that. Um, it's it's going to have a brief, more brief introductions on New York and West Coast, but it's mainly going to focus in Colombia. Because in Colombia, there was a, there's obviously a lot of people know about Pablo Escobar and, and the Medellin cartel that came about in the 70s and 80s. But what a lot of people don't know is then the turmoil that came after that, because after Pablo was gone, the FARC was thrown around. The FARC was pretty much a guerrilla uh, a guerrilla like military that was funded first by first by the Colombian government and that was funded by by other narcos who wanted to see Pablo Escobar dead and then eventually like they were a communist party and then eventually they grew they had their own power but then they pretty much started a civil war in Colombia and Colombia has been in the civil war for years and like my parents grew up in that generation that shit was bad it was bad people were dying left and right there were bombs going off every single day Medellin was in turmoil but all this turmoil led to the poor communities that are infected to spawn things like hip hop. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Comuna Trece. Um, it's, it's very, it's, um, it's like globalized now. Like a lot of people talk about it. Comuna Trece is like this community in Colombia, uh, very poor, but it recently got a lot of recognition um, in like the world, like all over the world for it yeah. being this hub of art, um, hub of like there's a lot of, like the whole city's covered in graffiti or the whole town is covered in graffiti. Um, there's musicians all over in every single corner. There's rappers, there's artists, and this whole borough is known for breeding artists. Um, so it's, it's very popular. It's gotten a lot of traction. Um, but yeah, so, and all of that came from the turmoil that, again, poverty causes, that drug abuse causes, that the military causes, that the government causes, oppression, that oppression causes. And that's what came from it. Again, like to quote Tupac, you know, it, it's, a, it's a rose that grew from the concrete. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree, bro. That's awesome, bro. That's bro, beautiful, bro. Like, cause, bro, music, bro. With that, if I didn't have hip hop, bro, and culture, bro, and rap, and and you know, I didn't get to listen to like I don't know songs like Love Yours, bro, J Cole, bro, fucking, uh, you know, just just the you know, re just stuff that I can relate to, bro, as a as a person living the life that I'm living in the city that I'm in, bro. You know, in the situation that I'm in, I, I think I like. It would like I wouldn't I don't even know where I would be, bro. Like music is inspired me to do so much things, bro, and and has taught me it not I don't want to say taught because it's not like a teacher, but it kind of is, but not like a physical teacher. You know what I mean? Like it, it like makes it, you think and reflect, and it, then you grew. Yeah, it, it helped me grow up. Yes. Yeah, bro. Like I agree. I agree. I agree, and that's what that's why I, I'm very passionate, especially about hip hop. Hip-hop hip -hop changed my life. I wouldn't be the man I am today. I wouldn't know the things that I know today if it wasn't for hip-hop. Yeah. When I got into college, I never, I, most of my high school career, I listened to, I guess, whatever was out, you feel me? I remember freshman year of college, I had to commute two hours there and back to school. I used to take the T, the Green Line, two hours there and back every single day. So I just started listening to, to music. I started with Biggie, Ready to Die. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna dive into 90s music for some reason, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, that was the first like 90s album that I listened to. I listened to all the way through. Fucking fell in love, bro. I fell in love with the storytelling. And then from there I moved on to Nas, to Pac, to Wu-Tang, to, um, to Mob Deep, 
like I'm a big 90s hip hop. That's my thing. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. And what really, I remember one day I'm listening. I think it was like Tanaz. I'm on train listening. And I had this thought. I was like, yo, every single album, every single artist, they keep rapping about and talking about the same shit. Yeah. And not, but not in a bad way, in the sense where every single of these, every single one of these individuals clearly has dealt with drug abuse, has dealt with gun violence, has dealt with gang violence, has dealt with miseducation, with poverty, with alcoholism. Why is this such a constant theme throughout all these different genres, throughout, well, throughout all these different artists, throughout all these different times when these albums came out? Why is this a constant theme? And I started thinking to myself, I'm like, yo, like, even though, like, if you don't really pay attention, you kind of just, it almost goes past you. But you realize, yo, these people are talking about this because they live it. They experience it. Like, they don't make the shit up. Like, yeah. for example, say, like, rappers know nowadays. But they don't make the shit up. You know, this is things, things that they are physically going through day in and day out. This is the childhood that they grew up in. And me, I believe I grew up with, with privilege. You know what I mean? I grew up in Revere. Did I, did I grow up in a wealthy family? No. You feel me? I'm, I'm an immigrant. I came from Colombia. Yeah. Even though I had my own hardships, I never had to walk out of my house and be scared to get shot down every single day. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And then I wasn't worried about getting jumped by, by, by another gang. You know, me reveal was fairly safe. You know what I mean? I wasn't worried about my parents coming home to my parents' overdose. I wasn't worried about my... I, I, that shit I didn't, I didn't have to worry about. You feel me? So I, I knew I was blessed in that way, but I never really heard the first person perspective of someone who had to go through that. And that's what rap really like, gave to me. I was like, it, again, it's just like reading a book where I got insight into, into someone else's life. I only live my life. But through that music and through those artists, I was able to get insight in someone else's life and learn from their turmoils, from their adventures, and from their, you know, from their experiences. And I was just like, it hit me. I was like, damn, that's crazy. These motherfuckers live through this shit? Day in and day out? And I live to tell the story, bro. Sorry, that's when it got me. That's when it got me. I was like, man, that's, that's crazy, dude. Like, that's, and they can share that with me, and I'm here listening to it. it, it again, it, it was, I took it just like, a, like you would a book. Um, and yeah, from there on, that's really what got me interested in, you know, in, in the mind and society and realizing why we live the way we live, why I think, why things are the way they are. And I owe that all to hip hop. Hey. Awesome. That bro. shit's crazy, bro. For me, it was like when, when you see them, when you see people talk about their struggles and shit like that, I'm just like, damn, bro. And I'm complaining. Fuck. Like, it makes you humble, bro. Yeah. Humble. And again, it brings that humility where you're like, man, like, again, a lot of people don't really know how good they have it. Even though maybe your situation isn't ideal compared to everybody else, you know, you should be grateful. If you, if you have three square meals a day, if your parents are home safe, if you got a roof over your head, you know, and you, and you live in a safe environment where you're not in threat of your life, you've got just about everything you fucking need, bro. That's You said it, bro. You said it. You're privileged, bro. You said, oh, I'm privileged. But that's that ass privilege, to be honest, bro. Like even anything that's something as simple as just living in an apartment building with your with your mom and dad and they're healthy and you get to eat every day. That's privilege, bro, because there's people that don't get that. Don't have not even swipes. And we forget that. we, we, We grow so accustomed and so comfortable in our life and we we become it's like tunnel vision. Feel me? You don't really realize how much shit's actually going on out there. And but listening to music like that, reading books, it humbles you. And it makes you really think, man, you know, there's other people out there. 
and it's not just about me. Yeah. It makes you less complacent for sure, bro. When you, you know, when you read a book, bro, or when you, when you dive into a hip hop song, that's, you know, it's, it's wild to you, right? Like they're like gun shooting, bro. Whatever you earlier, you were playing Illmatic, bro. Uh, New York state of mind you were playing, bro. And Nas is talking about bullet holes left in my peephole. I'm shooting out in street. Clothes. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I've never had bullet holes in my fucking peephole in my life, bro. You know what I'm saying? I've never gone through that in my life. And it's just like, oh, shit, bro. That shit's fucking crazy. And you know the way he's saying it, bro, how Nas carries himself, bro. He's not bullshitting, bro. He's not, you know, he's not 6'9 in Lazy Joe. You know what I'm saying? Fucking 6'9, bro. Faking it, bro. He's, that, he lived that shit. He's, he's real with it, bro. So you, you become like, you, you, you get this feeling of awe, like, oh, shit, bro. It's. It's insane, bro. Mm. And 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 you just, you, yeah, you just become humbled, bro. You appreciate life for the life you have, bro. Love yours, J. Cole, bro. This that fucking track, 2014, Forces Drive, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just, it, it's it's awesome, bro. It's beautiful. So, I'm curious. So you would put you would put Kendrick at the top of your list, best rapper all time. 100%. So, for me, I, yeah, yeah. So I like the the, the most list. I've gone into like 90s hip hop is like Dmx, bro. That's too, that's late nineties, early two thousands. The I listen to Jay Z, but it's just because you know, like when you find that first one, that the first one opens your eyes, then it's kind of just like how it is, bro. Well, nah, I'm getting into anybody. I tell everybody, like I love Kendrick, and I've studied just about every single album that Kendrick has put out. Because here's the thing, too. Like, again, I'm a, I'm a fan of literature, and when it comes to real artists like Kendrick or Nas, for example, or Pac. Half the time, I don't even listen to the music. I'll look it up on Google and I just find the lyrics and I can read through it. And that that's really when you, when you, because like Nas, for example, he, I've listened to Illmatic a thousand times over, but every single day I listen to it, there'll be something that I, that goes over my head and I'll catch him like, ah, I never got that. I never yeah. got that. But that's just how fucking good he is. That's just how, that's how good his wordplay is. But, but anyways, yeah, when it comes to like the best rapper, Nas was always number one for me just because his, He's no, dude. It's so hard to put into words, bro. Like he just it's his demeanor, rap. bro. It's it's his demeanor, and if you again, if you if you study literature and you study poetry, he implements so many poetic schemes into his rhymes that it it transcends just the box of hip hop. Like he he writes poetry, and you study it like you would study a novel or you would study a poem, and he's just so fucking complex with it. Oh my God. And I thought he was the best. But really, honestly, though, when Kendrick dropped to Pimbo Butterfly and then he dropped Damn, I was like, damn. <laughs> nah. Shit. Oh, man. I, I, I think. You'd be hating on that shit, too, bro. That shit gets me so tight. Oh, to Pimbo Butterfly? No, damn, bro. Send someone my way who hates on Damn, bro. I'll send them straight. That That's shit crazy. is crazy, bro. Damn is fucking crazy. Damn is crazy. And here's the thing with Kendrick. Again, his wordplay, like, half the time, I don't even know what the fuck he's talking about because he's just so good. He's so, I need to, I, Kendrick's the first rapper, before I even, as I'm listening to whatever song he dropped, I'll go in and I'll read the lyrics as I'm listening to it so I can even have a remote idea of what he's even saying. But, um, but he has, I think he's the only rapper in existence who's able to compete with Nas on a lyrical level. But then where he surpasses Nas is the, and it hurts me to say, it's just his his ability to switch up. He has a million different flows. He his his ability to fit into any scenario 
and just his his uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, diversity. Diversity. Yeah. Diversity, it's just. Nas can't even do that, bro. Man. Bro, I I agree with you. Like, bro, Thirty billion percent. Fear, fear, he's just talking, bro. Rapping his shit. Mad fear, City, bro. He's that shit's bumping, bro. Here's my favorite song off that album. Fear, that's yeah, cool. fear is crazy. crazy. Fear is definitely my favorite song off that album. Duckworth, Duckworth, my favorite song on that nah, album. You slacking, bro. Fear. Nah, it's because it's because the first minutes of the, beauty, bro. The nah, first time you listen to it, the first time you listen to Duckworth, bro, it's like, oh shit, oh shit, she's crazy. Oh shit. What the fuck? Oh, this is oh, this is yo, this is dad, bro. You know what I'm saying? The Duckworth until like, funny enough, I only I never understood about a week ago. I was watching a YouTube video explaining Duckworth. <laughs> I've listened to it so many times, but I never got the story. You get it right. It's his dad and 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 Top Dog, bro. Yeah, yeah. I never got that. I never got that. Yeah, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I, I never got that. Like, until like a week ago. Until a week ago, and I listened to that album at least. Fucking at least once every two days, I listen to the album. <laughs> I never got that. I never. Yo, got that. And the way you're saying, the way you said that Nas is to you, like you, you go back. Oh shit, that shit. Oh, you just, you just said that shit. You know what I mean? Is the same way, bro. Kendrick, I'll be like, I learned everything I need to learn from Kendrick, bro. I'm good. I'll listen to like a song I haven't listened to in a while. Oh my god, what the? This dude just said this shit, yo! Dude, and I'll yo. go crazy again, like time. every time. Every oh single. my god, like yo, Kendrick, Kendrick and like. Fear, yeah, bro, it's a godly song. Heard, that instrumental dude is just so eerie. It's <laughs> dude, it's just so like it scares you. It scares you, right? And then the way he raps, way he raps in, and then the backwards, the, 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 the little backwards scene, you know, where he, where he spits at, at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Like, it like puts you in a trance, and you're like, oh shit. And then after I listened to the song a few times, I was then it opens. You, then he's, he's a little kid, bro. He's talking about his life at three different points. Seven, child, seventeen, and twenty-seven. Seven as an adult, and he's talking about the fears that he faces at all different points in his life. Yes, sir. I, 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 I was just like, "Yo, <laughs> that's why it's the number that? one song, bro." And then it gives you some scripture after, bro. Boom, bro. That shit is crazy, bro. I remember yeah. I, heard, I heard that song once. Uh, I, I like. I used to do a lot of asking. I did asking once, and I listened to that song, dude. I was in my room. <laughs> I, was, I was just. I was like. I was so scared for like humanity. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that song. I was like, yo, this whole world is going to crumble, man. Like, there's no hope. There's no hope, man. I started freaking out, dude. That oh, man. Crazy. Love that song, though. Love that song. But that's the power that Kendrick Lamar has, bro. That he can, in, bro, he can legit instill emotion in you, bro. Like, I'm telling you, that man is... He's something else, bro. Like, And it's like, it just gets you thinking about yourself, too. Like, fear... That's why fear is my favorite shit, bro. Because then I was like... Yo, what are the fears that I've had? And like, in the like, the one, and when he's talking about 27, he's like, my greatest fear is being judged, bro. Like, at 27 years old, my greatest fear is being judged. And I was like, bro, he, and he's basically roasting, like, yo, imagine I'm 27 and my only fear is that to be judged, bro. And then I'm like thinking, what are my fears, bro? What are my fears that I think are like real fears that they, they're probably like, ain't shit, bro. Like, what am I doing with myself? It's like, it's like, it's like Kendrick, bro is like a, a artist that it's like you it's you just can't listen to the song one time and get get it you like it's like you listen to it oh shit he's telling a story 7 17 27 years old talking about his fears oh shit this dude Kendrick Lamar went through thought about some crazy shit oh man you start thinking about your own fucking life you got to listen to it again oh man oh this shit's fucking crazy Never bro, stop, bro. and stop. then you keep fucking going and that's what makes that's what makes him 
number one for me. That's why, like, I love Nas, bro. Like you were saying, bro. The example is Nas. Nas is that lyrically awesome. But when I think of the greatest art, you have to be able to place them anywhere, bro. You could put Kendrick on a on a trap beat, bro. Cooling, bro. Fired. Boom, Yo. chilling. This man, this man said radioactive, bro. On the radioactive song, you know the the radioactive. He's on that. So he's, he has a remix on that song. You know what sold me? That Kendrick can do anything and it'll sound good. He can make anything sound good. When he hopped on that track with Taylor Swift. Yo, exactly. Oh, bad blood. Only Taylor Swift song. Bro, I was, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, bro, you know Kendrick can spit at anything when he hopped on mask off, bro. And he just starts spitting on that track. Bro, I was like, oh my god, bro. That's not even the only one. You ever listen to the, the song you did with Cole? When I yeah, 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 yeah. I was for, Forbidden Fruit. No, 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 no. Good Friday. No, oh, good, good Friday. Friday. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Black oh, Friday. Friday. No, Black Friday. It's a Black, Black Friday. Friday. Black Friday. Black, yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Friday. Black Friday. That, bro, I'm. No, bro, those dudes need to drop a fucking album, bro. Because, yeah. bro, Cole is another one, bro. So Cole is like, like, if Kendrick gives me the lessons and all the fucking my head going crazy, Cole is like, is like, if I could explain it well, Cole is like watching a fucking great movie, bro. He's just like, oh, man, the story. He's a good like, storyteller. Yeah, the great storytelling yeah, there, bro, is just insane. Like, like, for example, Wet Dreams, bro. Obviously, it's about, like, getting a girl, yeah. bro. It's your first time. And That's he's, a, yo. But the yo, story's and, crazy. Yeah, the story's fucking insane, bro. It's the it's the oldest story in the book, bro. A Lost dude chasing ones, a girl, bro, and he's just trying to fuck her, bro. Whatever. You know what I mean? But the, the way he the, the way he just goes about that story, it starts off, yo, you you see the side of him. He's nervous, bro. He's he's starting lying to about over. being a virgin. Yo, he's shit. starting to lie. He's starting to be insecure. All of a sudden, it just flips all around. And then she's like, yo, hold up. I'm new to this, too. And it's like. Oh shit! Like uh, those, those two need to drop. See, I love oh. Cole. I love Cole. I do. I listen to a lot of Cole's work. For me though, and a lot of people have this argument of like, oh, I know Cole's number one. Cole beats Kendrick. Nah, definitely not. not. Honestly, definitely Cole, not. Cole, like, I love Cole. Like, Cole can't even touch Nas, and I'll tell you exactly why. Cole is an amazing storyteller. He can put so much emotion into his music. Yes, but just in terms of like, like lyrical proficiency. Like the ability to just like put together a complex rhyme that you won't understand the first time, the second time, the third, not even the twentieth time. Mm-hmm. You need to dig deep and really analyze what the fuck he just it's like said. Hidden, like hidden, like gems, line. bro. Yes, Cole, Cole can't really do that. For you. Cole's very good with his with with his wordplay, but it's all in, it's very simple rhymes in the sense where you can listen to it one, two, three mm-hmm. times, and for the most part, you really understand the message he's trying to convey. But it, it, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's just his style. Another one is complexity and the ingenuity that people like Kendrick and Nas put into their rhymes. Cole can't touch that. So, all right. Right, 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 real quick, real quick. One thing that you can say, it's like you look at Lil Wayne, bro, where he he like can put a put together bars that are like their words. It's like the same sound, but he, it's a different he uses word. The, yeah, he uses like the, that shit's crazy. That's a skill that J Cole doesn't have. But J. Cole has us being able to tell stories, which Lil Wayne does too. But, there's, but then Kendrick's like both of them. Goats, Kendrick's like both of them. And then. Here's the thing Kendrick, I think, just took everything from everybody. And then he's just the epitome of like everything possible, yeah. the rapper in one. He yeah. can do Because, oh. uh, yo, you ever heard that song? What's it called? Mona Lisa? With with the Lil Wayne song with Kendrick, bro, like yep. the the flow on it is so. He's like, hoo, 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 
good, but he's like spitting bars though. Like he's still spitting bars. Like he's fucking crazy. Bro. Now you know what's bro. a good time when he does like that? Oh, no, go ahead, man. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, like, bro, Kendrick doesn't even have to name his fucking songs, bro. There's an album called Entitled that's fucking crazy. I don't I love Untitled and Master. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't have to name his songs, bro. You know those are just throwaways from Timber Butterfly, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah bro. Yeah. That's crazy. Even the throwaways are better than you know which one's a crazy one. You know which one's crazy, bro? Untitled three. Where it's he's like going through the different perspectives of people. He's like the the Indian said, the Indian told me that I should invest in property and then like shit like that, bro. Oh, that, bro. you know, you know what you really put Kendrick song? Um, I, mean, I love to Pimple Butterfly. Honestly, I think to Pimple Butterfly is better than Damn. No, for sure. And the I'm one could, I just love Damn though. The one song he's got on there, you. Have yeah. You to you? Yo, crazy, I bro. Heard that? Cried. Talking about him like being drunk. And dealing so like again, I listened to the song a million times, but I never really understood it. And so I saw an interview of him explaining. He was talking about how um, when he was on tour, his best friend got shot mm -hmm. and died back in Compton. And he, he he was like dealing, and the song is pretty much him dealing with himself, looking at himself in the mirror, and realizing like you put all this money, this fame, all this music before a childhood friend, and he died, and you're never gonna get to see him again. And Sam almost like coping with. We never went to the hospital. And that, yep, and that's why he's drinking. That's why if you see the music video, he's all fucked up. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought that was so... It's just the way he spits in it, you know, where he comes with that. There's, there's too many songs, like, bro. Crying and singing at the same time. Nah. Oh, man, there's just... Sing oh. about me, bro. Sing about me. Uh, bro, promise bro. that you will sing bro, about me. The, bro, the perspective carrying on from a story told in another album and then I know a story told in the same album and then his own perspective, bro. I was bro. like, dog. This man can do it all, bro. Yeah, yeah. Nah, and, and yo, bro, Kendrick is just, bro. He has just magical powers, bro. Bro, in fuck, yo, I'm telling you, bro. In, in fucking higher power, bro. Section eighty, bro. The first two fucking lyrics, saw it, bro. I was going crazy, bro. First bars, bro. Uh, what is it? Visions of Martin Luther staring at me. Malcolm X put a hex on my future. Someone catch me. I was. That's the first two fucking bars, bro. I was, oh shit. That's I'm not even the best ones in the song either, bro. I know my hands, are, but that's what I'm saying. That's I write my power. own hieroglyphs, bro. I write my yeah, own story, yeah. dog. Oh my god, that's bro. Right, bro. You, you know what though? You know what? What's there's one Nas song that to me, every time I listen to it, bro, it just blows my fucking mind. A lot of people never heard the song because it was never released. It was actually from his demo tape before Illmatic. It was part okay. of his demo tape that he gave to the to the producers in order for him to get, you know, in a, in a shot to shoot Illmatic. There's one song called Deja Vu. Have you heard it? Have you guys heard it? No, I don't think so. There's I'm going to listen to it. Vu's, on YouTube, go to YouTube, look up Deja Vu, right? I'm going to sing you the first, the first verse because I know the whole song by heart. And I don't even have to sing. I'm just going to speak it to you, bro. And you, you'll see the capacity of the song. <clears throat> Ready? <clears throat> Shit, how does it go? Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. You get nervous, bro. I'm nervous. Um, nah, you got it. You got it. Bro. Got it. Got it. Got it. You guys ready? Okay. okay. Through the lights, cameras, action, glitters, and gold, I unfold the scroll, plant seeds to stampede the globe when I'm deceased. By then, the inner beast will rise like yeast to conquer peace, leaving savages to roam in the streets, live on the run. Police paying me to give in my gun. Trick my wisdom with the system that imprisoned my son. Smoke a gold leaf, I hold heat. Nonchalantly, I'm raunchy, but things I do is real and never haunts me. Wow. Funny style niggas rolling the pow. Rooster heads profound and bust to Rikers out. 
holding weed inside a pussy with their minds on the pretty things in life. Giving props, that's a true thug's wife. It's like a cycle. Go home, someone go in, do a bullet, come back and do the same shit again. From the womb to the tomb, I presume the unpredictable. Gun salute, light rapidly, that's the ritual. Bro. Bro. Those are some fucking bars, bro. Anyone oh. can say that and sound nasty, bro. Yo, Dude, when I first heard that, I was just like, this man said I'm there and listen to the it. scroll like and then like right the, the wordplay right there. I couldn't even like it was just the same sound. That's I gotta bro, I gotta read it and study it, bro. And I gotta just encrypt it into my mind, bro. bro I really got I really guys I want you guys to listen to the song. Deja vu, deja vu. Deja vu is the name of the song, bro. I definitely gotta dive into it, bro. Oh man, that was that bro. It, it's it's bro. Do you think you think that's just instilled in them, bro? Like in certain people, they could just do certain things like I, that, or it just just takes practice. I think I, I think I, both. There's a natural tendency to it. Hundred percent, there's a naturality to it. But again, I, I'm such a big fan of Nas. There's actually a, a documentary on him. It's called Time Is Matter. Okay. I was watching. Now a lot of people don't know this. Nas is actually a school dropout. He dropped out in eighth grade. Never even went to high school. What he did, his father, his father. Queensbridge. Queensbridge, baby. QB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forty first side, forty side. Whatever you rep, don't matter to me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he, he dropped out of eighth grade, never went to high school, dropped out of ninth grade. But he talked about his father pretty much told him, he, his father just made him read books all day and night. And, and that's where, that's what really what drew me to it. I was like, I remember like people like him, for example, also like Malcolm X. A lot of, if you've read the autobiography of Malcolm X, Malcolm X pretty much was illiterate most of his life until he went to prison. And yep. in prison, he just, he, he taught, himself, taught himself how to read through the dictionary. And then he read just a multitude of books while he was in prison. And then he came out to be the man that we now know as Malcolm X. And incredibly, if you ever watch Malcolm X interviews, he, That's accurate, bro. his ability just to speak, to articulate himself, to get his thoughts together, it's just like impeccable. It's immaculate the way he can speak to people and the, all the knowledge that he has. And how do you get like that? Just books. I'll give you another perfect example. Huey Nguyen. Huey Nguyen was the leader of the Black Panther Party. I also read his autobiography. Very good. It's called Revolutionary Suicide. He talks about growing suicide. up growing up in Oakland. And Oakland's just um, a little north from LA. Um, and Oakland, he talks about, he pretty much graduated high school, still with, with the inability to read. He couldn't read. Because what happens is the schools are so poorly funded. They literally just bring kids in, keep them occupied for a few hours, kick them out. They come out of high school with a diploma, but no, they can't even read. So he, so he pretty much took it upon himself. He read the same thing, he read the dictionary, just read books and books, read Plato, read Aristotle, read philosophy. And then if you watch his interviews and you read his book, he's incredibly articulate, incredibly well-knowledged, and just an all-around fucking genius. How do these people get this knowledge? It's not through the education system. It's because they read books. They found this knowledge themselves. And that's what I fucking tell people all the time, bro. You don't need a school to read, bro. You don't need a school to be smart. Go find that knowledge for yourself, and you'll really find what's, 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 true, what's true out there in the world. There's plenty of examples of people like that. And, I, and again, Nas was one of them. So Nas dropped out in ninth grade. His father just made him read books. And then he's able to articulate poems and rhymes like that, which he's known for. He's fucking beast, bro. Oh, man. That, that, true, bro. bro, there's nobody, just, bro. You, you, nah, you need, you, what you need is like a drive, right? You need like a motivation for something. And you just need like a, a curiosity, bro. You can't just be stuck in what the fuck you're living in. You got to question it, bro. And you got to, Try to. I mean, we're all that as kids, bro. What happens that gets rid of that? Because that's what happens. Like, you were, it, 
The curiosity, I feel like you're, it's, mis- kid, it's being mis- misled, bro, is what it is. Well, you get comfortable too, bro. Like babies, bro. I give a fuck. For example, bro, babies, bro. When little little babies, bro, six months, bro. Right? I got a I got a godson. He's he's bro, mad curious, bro. And he he can't even speak words, bro. You know what I mean? Like, bro, but he like you could just tell he looks at the world like what the fuck? Like you know what I'm saying? Like. Bro, I put on, like, we wear masks, masks in this fucking day and age. I was wearing a mask when I walked into the crib. He was, what the fuck? He was looking at me like, what the fuck? And then I took it off, and he was like, yo. Like, he looking at, like, you could tell. Like, he's not talking, right? But you could tell he's looking at me like, how the fuck did he just change his fucking face, bro? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's just, and that's, it's instilled in us to have that curiosity, bro. But then we're misled, bro. You got to do it this way. No, don't fucking look at this don't read that bro don't right. it's and that's the that's what what that curiosity breeds if bred properly is the ability to be a free thinker yes. see coming back okay. to what we time earlier if you breed that curiosity smart enough or well enough better said and you allow that child who is curious which every child is you allow that child to 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 pick at that to grow that naturally naturally you allow him to experiment with things you know you 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 see, if he's good at this, you allow him to play with that. You allow him to read this. And then eventually, his curiosity will come into a concentration and find that purpose that we talked about. Mm. But it needs to be natural. And it needs that, that curiosity needs to be, you know, properly guided. But we live in a day and age where that's the complete opposite of what we do. Instead, we have a, cow, a child that's curious and we put him into a school system that fucking just sucks that curiosity out of him. It's it not just school, though. Out of the kid. And it's just not just school, too. It's just society. Cause, Cause even at home, bro, don't touch that. Don't do that. Don't do this, bro. Like, don't, like, don't, no, don't. That's what I'm saying. There's no like explaining, bro. Like, bro, all right. Why can't I touch that? Carry up. Answer the fucking questions. You know what I mean? Like, and you explain. It's just, just because like, no, because I said so. It's because so. I said so. You know what I'm saying? You're you're shut down. All right, that's cool. <laughs> but you'd be like, yo, don't touch that because it's dangerous and you can get hurt. Or don't. And touch then you that just get you just get used to complying. It's fragile. You're gonna break it. Or don't touch that because. I don't want you to touch it. <laughs> no, I think because I, I, I say better. so, bro. Yeah, if they they get used to complying, where it's like you constantly you beat these kids down, like you can't do this, you can't do that. No, that's not good enough for you. No, you don't want to do that. No, you can't shade. No, you're not you're not gonna be a musician. That's not gonna make you any money. No, you gotta be a, you gotta be an accountant. Go be a fucking accountant. An artist? You're not gonna be an artist. Be realistic. You're not gonna survive off artist artistry. You know, go be a cook. Go go run a business. You they kill the passion out of kids. They kill that curiosity. They don't even give them a chance to chase. If a kid wants to be an artist, by all means, you know, you know what you should tell him. You want to be an artist? Fuck it, go all for it. Go see what you can do. What if can I do to help? That's what you're supposed to say. What can I do to help? You feel me? And if he fails, he fails. Yeah, he, and but now he knows. All right, now what's he, next? Now he knows. You feel me? Now he knows. But that's never given. The options. Failure is just a mind state. It's it's difficult, bro. Cause. I don't know. It's like weird, bro. You don't want to, you don't want to be like super put kids in a box, but I don't know. Is there like a, I'm not saying that there Wait, is. Was I is telling there... you? Oh, I wasn't telling you this. I was telling like, I was telling Omi this. I was like, it's kind of, you gotta, you gotta teach kids, but act like you're not teaching them, bro. It's gotta be like behind them, bro. Like the way, you... like you're just planting seeds, bro. And yeah. It's like, they it. think, they think they're learning or they're they're making their own decisions, but in reality, you're just guiding them behind them, but they don't know it. That's what'll work, bro. Cause then you make sure that they're going on the right track, 
but okay, it's their track. It's can not you, your track. Can, I have a question, right? Like, so if if because you don't want to instill kids in a box, but can you give them so much freedom where they stray away? Yeah, for sure. Yes, because what what if a kid a kid is like, yo, I, I uh. They the they're mad curious, bro. They throw a rock at an animal, bro, and then they kill the animal, and then they're like, "Ooh, I felt power, bro." Then they're gonna go and do it again, and then do it again. And then like you, it could become you their instill purpose. habits, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then that's a, but that's something that they shouldn't do. That's why you go, "Oh, you just kill that animal," like, and you just you just ask them questions, and then they'll start explaining how it felt to them, and then you'd be like, "Oh, but you know that's killing is bad, bro. This and that, you know." Because if you let a kid that killed an animal like that. Most likely they're gonna grow up to be some some sort of abuser as well, bro. Because it's just like what they very, very very true. Again, it's it's more just being it's being. I think as a parent and as a teacher, you should be more of a guiding hand. You know, you're yeah. you're not a dictator. You don't tell them what to do, where to do it, how to do it. You guide them. You know what? I believe it's like you you stand behind them. You know what I mean? You get them by the waist, and you sort of, you lead them. You feel me? If they want to go in this direction, okay, all right, let's see how that goes. And if they fail they'll fail on their own terms. They'll know what went wrong. You feel me? They'll know then what to do to better that. But if you push them in one direction and they think that's the only direction. They can never know what the fuck was on the other side. They never know what's on the other side. You feel me? But as long as they went in that direction, it didn't work out. They didn't like it. It is what it is. That's just how life works. But they'll realize it. Like, okay, you know what? That wasn't for me. Let me go on again this way. Let me go again this way. You feel me? And then they grow a sense of what's out there. What's for me? What are the possibilities of life? And that, again, all breeds a free thinker. And if you don't, even the opposite, bro, because if you give them a, a helping, a not a helping hand, you tell them what the fuck to do, then when they find out that there is something outside of what the fuck you were telling them, they're just going to resent you for hiding that shit from them their whole lives. They're going to be like... Not hiding you. there, or just like... They're, or you weren't letting them explore something else. So they're going to be you're like... Go, you're going to be like a lot of the reasons why they didn't do stuff. You're yeah, going to be that... And they're going to resent you for that reason. They're going to be like, yeah, yo, yeah. why did you do this to me, bro? I could have been this, this, and that, bro. But you didn't let me. Then, yeah, then they hate you, bro. And that's just like, for, for, I don't know. I'm no parent yet, and I ain't trying. To yeah, be I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know. But it's not. But, but I'll, I'll definitely. But the say, youth is important for sure. It is, but I'll definitely say parenting is is hard as fuck too. Yeah. Bro. There's not a. You know what I'm saying? There's not the cheat codes to being a good parent, bro. Because you could think you're doing everything right, and then you fuck up your kid, bro. Very like, much. Like you know, and then you see it time and time again. The same parents, right, with the same kids right one kid is drug dealing bro doping it up and the other kid is in college bro or whatever you know what i mean and but they're they're parented the same way like it, it's kind of influenced too like it's kind of like that path you were talking about it's the city you grow up into like the people there's a lot of there's definitely a lot of influence involved I and mean, obviously some kids are more susceptible to influence than others you feel me? and for example that scenario you know there could be two brothers parents taught them exactly the same but one ended up doing good for himself in college. The other one ended up being a dealer. You feel me? Some shit like that, you know? And then then you would think, okay, well, then where was the flop? Did the parents fuck up? Because one kid did good, the other didn't. But the issue is, is that you also got to remember the individuality of it. You feel me? Not every kid's the same. I mean, some kids are more susceptible to change. Some kids are more susceptible to influence. So you, as a parent, as a teacher, as an influencer in that way, you hold that responsibility guide that kid as much as you can in the in in a moral path you feel me if that kid needs a little more oversight than the other then you go help that kid you feel me but again we as a parent you need to be mentally capable to to do that you need to be ready because you we shouldn't have you shouldn't have kids if you're not ready 
sadly so, that's not the case. But if you're gonna be a parent, you have to be mentally ready to, to know what your child needs and with the kind of attention that he needs. Because you might have one kid that needs more attention than the other. But you need to be able to understand that. But, and distinguish that. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. It's tough, bro. That's a tough job, bro. That's why, bro. Shout out, shout out to my mom, bro. My fucking dad, bro. That, it, I don't know if they did something right or wrong, but I'm, I'm happy, bro. I'm, yeah, we ain't doing I'm too thankful. Bad. We ain't doing too bad. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying, bro. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, we're... we're Thank you. Thank mommy if you're watching this, bro. Thank you. I love you, mom. Yo, <laughs> if you're watching you, this, say say tell your mom you love them. Tell your dad you love them. Boom. Uh to my shout out to my dad who probably never watched this. Uh he does like he liked that I'm doing a show. We probably never watched this, but I'll show you later, Bobby. I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, bro. Oh man, bro. That's damn yo. Damn, bro, that me, bro. Like, I look forward to being that one day. I'm very, I very much look forward to it, bro. I think I'd be, like, I just love. Again, I, I want to be a professor, and I just, I like being that guiding hand. You know what I mean? Yo, I'm, yeah. I'm like afraid but excited, bro. Me yeah. too. I'm, I, so like my older brother and my my cousin, they they just had like recently had kids, and like. It's fucking awesome, bro. Like you see the change in these dudes, bro. Like my brother was like quiet you know, chilling dude, but he was like one of those dudes that like, he was kind of like gritty and dirty in the streets. You know what I'm saying, bro? And he was, he was out here, bro. You know what I mean? And then, and then to see that he was, he was this guy, yo, I gotta, I gotta do, I gotta live in the streets. Cause that's the life I live, bro. That's the only choice I have. He was that dude to, <laughs> and then you just see the change because he had a kid, bro. And like, it, it's, 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 that's good, bro. Being a parent must be like the coolest thing ever, bro. I have a buddy of mine. I, I'm out, yo, yo, hey, yo, Amaya. I'm gonna tell Amaya right now. I'm gonna tell him to watch and listen to this. I'm gonna shout you out real quick, bro. I, I give a hundred. I give this dude the utmost respect. I grew up with him since we were kids, right? Now he had he had a son, Sebastian. About a, he's about to be a year old in a few weeks. Happy right? birthday, bro, Sebastian, bro. Happy birthday to Sebastian. Yo, shout out my Happy little man, to Sebastian. Yo, Amaya, Christian, right? His name is Christian Amaya. You know, he was doing his thing. You know, he. He's a kid. He's a kid growing up in Revere, Chelsea. You know what I mean? He's doing this thing, whatever the case may be. But I applaud him so much because he, when he had his kid, man, even though he was young, what? He was 22, 21, 21 when he had Sebastian. And he buckled down, man. He, and he, he's a great father, bro. He's a great father, man. I admire him very much for that. He got a good job. He supports his family. He supports his baby's mother. And he's, he's an all-around. He's a very responsible individual. And I tip my hat off to him because if I were in the situation that he is now, I don't know what I would do, you feel me? But he, he took that responsibility like a man. And that's what we need more out here. We need men, you feel me? Take that responsibility on. If you have if you if you have enough guts to go have sex unprotected and to get a woman pregnant, you know what? Grab your balls and have him be a fucking dad, man. Yeah. Right. If, if you feel like you're man enough to have sex, man, you're man enough to be a father. So if that's if that the outcome that arises from that, you know, stop being a pussy and do it. Do it up. Do it exactly, up. There's too many. It's, it's a sad situation, bro. It's a very sad situation. And it's something that leads to a lot of turmoil. Yeah, for sure. That's very persistent, specifically in communities of color. You feel me? Mm -hmm. Most of my buddies growing up, we, we didn't have our dads growing up. And, and honestly, it was something, it was actually very odd because I realized it. Remember like a year ago, I was sitting with all my buddies and I, I had a thought. I was like, yo, we're all Latino. We all grew up in, you know, low, mid-income families. None of us had our dads around. How weird is that? Is that, it was like, it was like six, seven of us. 
was like, every single one of us, bro, that's, that's not good. That's a bad ratio. That is a bad ratio. That's an issue that's predominant, especially in brown and black communities, bro. And we need to change that. Because you have now these kids who are growing up fatherless, who are growing up without that guidance that we were just talking about. And then they're susceptible to all kinds of influences, especially growing up in a poor, impoverished community. You grow up with the influences of gangs, of drugs, of street life. And that leads nowhere. You feel me? But they don't, these kids don't have that fatherly figure, that guidance that they need. And sad, very sad. And it leads to a lot of the issues we got today. True, bro. This is crazy. Man, it's, it's the world is, man, this, this world, bro, it, it, it makes me so it's happy. It's just the world, and it, bro. And it I, just, I feel like, and I it do. just upsets me at the same time, bro. Like, I can, I can never have, like, you know what I mean? It's just, oh, man. We're getting there, bro. We're going to go through it, bro. That's so what I'm saying. I think it's just we got to just be patient, bro. Like I said, bro, problem problems are solved with time. We just got to let the time pass by. Boom. But actually do stuff, too, at the same time. But, yo, bro, this was a fire-ass episode, bro. This oh, shit went literally. Yo, yo I, I had tingles on my back. I cried, bro. Like, Juan, bro, you're a fucking shit, bro. beast, bro. Beast, bro. Yo, There's still more to talk about that I had like all this shit I had no time we didn't talk about it at all. I think that's gonna be for another episode though. I'm gonna say. Oh, I know, yo. If you, yo, you ever want to come back, bro? We're definitely gonna send the invites, bro. You ever want to come back? You're definitely more than welcome. Any fucking time. Yes, sir, bro. Fire, fire. I'm gonna call guys, this shit free thinking, bro. If I, yo, if I somehow got fucking, I don't know. If I somehow got Bill Gates, bro, and he was like, I want to be in the messy room. My guy Juan was like, hey, let me be in this week. And Bill Gates was last week. I'm going to message Bill Gates and say, hey, we're doing your episode next week, buddy. <laughs> uh, that's, that's how great that episode is, bro. <laughs> yeah, you, you got the boot, buddy. You know what no, I'm I saying? love talking about, bro. You guys are real smart individuals, man. We need thank more, you, thank we you. Need, you we need more intellectuals out there. You know what I mean? We need more free thinkers. We need people out there who, who question things. Thank you, know, you thank you, bro. That ability. I appreciate y'all having me. You appreciate you, bro, taking your time, bro. I know you're a busy man, bro. With the ladies and gentlemen, the amazing photography skills, the amazing videography skills, the amazing filmmaking skills, ladies and gentlemen. And he's a scholar, ladies and gentlemen. He's going for his fucking masters. Yo, I thought we were gonna talk about cameras for sure, bro. That's literally what I, I thought we were gonna talk about cameras. Respect and this and man, shit. ladies and gentlemen. He's a fucking we busy about guy. Fucking books, bro. He's obviously going to the gym. He's doing, he's doing it all, ladies and gentlemen. This man's Jack D's, bro. Smart as fuck, bro. This, this man's the guy, ladies and gentlemen. So you got to follow him on IG, bro. You got you to gotta go on his website, bro. You got to go on his YouTube, bro. You got to, you just got to, you got to follow this guy. You got to talk to him, bro. You see him on the street, you got to say hello because he's a fucking beast, ladies and gentlemen. Birdman hands well, Birdman. Yo, if y'all want books, if y'all want books, I'm going to send books y'all way. You know, I want yeah, him definitely, to Definitely, bro. Sure. I, I just. Recommendations. Bro, I just, uh, I have a book, uh, they, ladies and gentlemen, you know, uh, sometimes my packages go missing, so I got to, you know, put, send them to my cousin's house, but whatever. I got a book at my cousin's crib, bro, and um, it's fucking, it's awesome, bro, and it's uh, Edward Snowden's uh, book that he released last year, talking about all the fucking shit that's happened. That's definitely something I'm going to be diving into, bro, but send books my way, bro. I'm always trying to read them. Yo, Jason, you know what you should read, bro? I think you're going to like, since you like reading about science and stuff. You should read. Have you heard of Neil deGrasse Tyson? Yes, sir. You should, Go. You should, he came out with a new book uh, a little while ago, Astrophysics for Dummies. Okay. 
very good book. Astrophysics? Oh, okay. Astro, like astrophysics for dummies, bro. Astro, no, no, Astro, is it? Yeah, no, astrophysics is like... That's not the name. It's astrophysics for people in a hurry. Sorry. Oh, okay. Astrophysics oh. for people in a hurry. Neil deGrasse Tyson came out with it. Incredible book. Incredible book. Here's the thing. Here's the beauty of Astro. I'll leave you guys with one more idea. And I think a lot of people realize this. There's always that constant battle between, you know, between science and religion and philosophy, blah, blah. You know, people are always debating what's what. Astrophysics did a lot for me. Because in that and molecular, that and molecular physics, because of what it did, it breaks down all these ideas that religion talks about, about God, about us, about where we come from. And you realize when you think about like Christianity or Islam, and then you, and then you cross that with East Asian philosophy, with Taoism, with Buddhism, and you cross that with actual physical science, knowledge, you put that all together and you realize at the end of the day, it's all the same fucking shit that everybody's talking about. It is literally word for word, the exact same thing people are just saying in, in different manners. But it's all the same. And astrophysics was something really cool that tied it all in. Right, so I, I think you would like it a lot. It's very all right, cool. bro. I'll check it out. Jason, buy the book, read it, then send it my way, bro. All right. And we'll talk right. about my next podcast. No, I'm not getting <laughs> no more books, bro. Why not? Because you lost my book. By accident, bro. <laughs> What the hell? Oh, I'm, gonna yeah, buy, yeah. I'm gonna buy you another one, that's bro. Lose, that's still losing it, before, whether it was accident or on purpose. You bro. wanna take one of my books? How do you bro? lose something on purpose, bro? You just left it somewhere and didn't wanna go get it again. What the? I didn't, bro. I didn't, bro. It was by accident. Dude, huh? I've had, you know how many books I've given out that I never got back? That's why yeah, I'm Yeah, exactly, bro. That's the I didn't beauty read of books, yet. bro. I didn't, all right, I'll read it first. Books, I only give you books I've books, already read. Books are meant to travel, bro. I agree. And you're, and you're, you're, someone borrows you a book. I hate when people don't give me my book back. Yo, it's just, I didn't get but to you. Yet. You gotta I love that. To I, all right, that's my fault, bro. We were going to Vegas, bro. <laughs> six hour flight. I didn't know it was my first time on a plane. I didn't know I could sleep six hours on a fucking flight. I thought I was going to read that whole book. I'm sorry, bro. That's a lot that of happened. Book. Things happen, bro. That's Things a lot of book, bro. bro. Yo, but ladies and gentlemen, yo, for sure. It's time for the messy moment. Messy moment. Messy moment. Messy, messy moment. Oh, man, ladies and gentlemen. What can I say, ladies and gentlemen? This guy is a fucking beast. If you, if you don't think he's a beast after every, the great, the greatest shit that we've, we've, we said, bro, out of all that shit we said, and it was so fucking good. If you still don't think he's a fucking beast, you're off it. You're, you're, I don't know what the you're fuck is cloud going on. You're on cloud nine. You're on cloud nine. You're on cloud like 89, bro. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> oh man, we're in the messy moment, ladies and gentlemen. Messy moment is a time where we can reflect and we dive into the podcast and the amazing conversation we have with Juan. This man's a beast, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and he's, he, I'm glad I met him. I'm glad I met him. I learned so much. I'm glad he was on my show. He took the time to be, you know, on this show that we, me and Jason love so much. I'm glad he took the time and I'm glad it was important. It was awesome. And it was straight cool. Boom. Um, yeah, bro. So I'm yeah. gonna do it oh. first. Let, let me no, go. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm gonna go first. So <clears throat> Juan, first of all, bro, that shit was fucking crazy, bro. I really was not expecting that to go travel so quickly, bro. Like it was literally like, I finally got to my deepest thoughts, like within so the, the short amount of time, bro, but it was fun. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to highlight one thing that you said, though. It was, um, if you find your purpose, you owe it to yourself to go and pursue it. 
because, bro, it's not easy to find your purpose. Not every day that you wake up and you're like, yo, this is exactly what I want to do. So when you feel that shit inside, bro, like I finally found it for myself, bro. When I was when I was reading Tesla, bro, and I realized I like I love to think, bro, and I love to I want to give my my stupid shit that I think of in my head. I want to give it to the world. I was like, bro, that's my purpose. I want to pursue science, bro. Now I've just been I wake up every day and I feel, bro, I step. That step is because I told my foot I wanted to go there and I know it's because I wanted to go there. That's just not easy. So when you find that purpose, bro, please, for the love of God and for the love of yourself and your own sanity, it's what's going to make you happy. So pursue it, bro. Do it up, bro. That's the... Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Bring back to the world greatness. Preach, son. Boom. Oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen, bro. Once again, yo, Juan, thank you, bro. It was awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to follow him on everything. Yo, Juan, let them know where they can follow you on the IG, the Twitter, whatever social media you got, bro. The website, bro. You got to let them know real fast, bro. Sure, sure, for sure. Uh, my Instagram, Juan Curado Visuals. Um, I'm sure my team over here will probably, you guys will put it in there. Yeah, Boom. for sure, bro, for sure. And then my website, JuanEJurado.com. Um, that's really pretty much all I use. Um, I don't, I don't use YouTube too often. If I post anything, I'm sure you'll find it on my Instagram. So yeah, boom. But even if he doesn't post that often, you still gotta give him that follow, ladies and gentlemen. As always, you gotta like, subscribe, and comment some great shit. Cause, ladies and gentlemen, we just bring you nothing but the heavy fucking hitters. This, this is the perfect example of why we bring the heavy hitters. But the messy moment, ladies and gentlemen. Ah uh, man, I there's just so many. Every time, every time, there's just so many messy moments. But my messy moment for this episode is how I felt. How I felt during this whole episode. This episode was amazing. So in the episode, I talk about that Kendrick Lamar is my favorite hip hop artist, right? He's my favorite artist, um, because the way he makes me feel, right? And the way, like, whenever I listen to his music, I learn something new, and I'm and I'm engaging, and oh man, it it it, it sparks fireworks in my head. I'm I'm going crazy. I'm learning some shit. I'm, I'm, I'm growing as a human, right? That's how I felt during this episode. It was, it was unexpected. Like Jason was saying, I thought we were going to talk about fucking cameras. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. There's beauty in the, in the, in the art that Juan does. But that's what I thought we were going to talk about, right? And then we dive into this amazing world-changing conversation that has inspired me in many, every which way. Like, I want to fucking... I want to do some push-ups and shit. That's how much energy I have. <laughs> We're just talking, you know what I mean? Like, I'm. this is fucking awesome, ladies and gentlemen. I, I can't thank Juan enough, man. Thank you, bro, for being on my show, uh, me and Jason's show. Thank you for just being you, bro, and thank you for just taking the time for... Yo, you're, it's, it's, it's awesome, bro. You're, thank you. That's my messy moment, ladies and gentlemen. Appreciate you. Appreciate y'all. First, I want to say I appreciate you guys for having me. You know, uh, y'all, y'all my homies. You guys, I'm sure, glad sure. to have you guys as friends, you know, and I'm glad you guys are someone that I can talk about these things because as, as the current situation in our day and age is, not a lot of people want to talk about things like this. So I'm good you guys put it out there, especially on the flat platform for others to hear. Um, I think for me, my messy moment would probably be um, what I said earlier, where I was talking about greatest enemy to mankind, our number one foe, ladies and gentlemen, is just misfortune feel me just common misfortune it comes and goes it takes away it takes away what it pleases it'll take away your car tomorrow it'll take away your house the next day it'll take away your wife the next day it'll take away whatever the fuck it wants you feel me 
So us as individuals, if we want to find happiness, we want to find value in something. Don't find value in something that misfortune can take away. Don't find value in money because money can be gone tomorrow. Don't find value in, in, physical, in physical amenities because those things can be taken away the next day. Find value in something that has stability, that has a foundation. Find value in yourself, in your mind, and in that purpose that you believe that you are here on this planet for. You know why? Because if you find that misfortune, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be very hard for it to take away. If misfortune wants to take away your mind, then it's going to have to take away you. And yeah, that day will come when you die. Sure, it comes for everybody. But at least you have a few good days on earth here before that happens. Feel me? Ladies and gentlemen. Boom, bro. Ladies and gentlemen. Boom, like Jason says. Oh, that was, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Fucking awesome, bro. Now, wait till this man's book comes out, bro. I'm reading that shit, bro. I'm reading it like 8,000 times, bro. You're a fucking beast, bro. Oh, it was man. a great time, bro. <laughs> it's bro, it's a look. Signed, bro, please. Signed, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's it's bro. It's the the saddest time of the show. It's the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. As always, you gotta like, subscribe, and comment some great shit. You gotta follow us on the IG, our messy rooms. You gotta follow us on the Twitter, our messy our messy rooms. You gotta subscribe to us on YouTube. My on YouTube, a mess. Uh, I guess you're, <laughs> you're probably watching us on this shit yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I don't whatever, know. whatever. Um, you gotta follow us on anything. You gotta follow Juan on everything. You gotta. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, you gotta like, subscribe on everything that he does. You gotta comment on all the great shit he does, and just say hi if you see him on the streets because he's a fucking awesome dude, ladies and gentlemen. But that's the wrap of the show. Check you later. Check you later, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I'll check you later. Boom! That's the ah. show!